Yes. All righty, guys. We're live. We got Tool Talk Saturday, second Saturday of every month. We're in the month of March, so we're kicking things off. We got a couple fellow guests with us today. We got Dewey Did It, who done did it, just really loves the cobalt blue. <laughs> and we got Craig from MC Engineering with us. He makes some fantastic posts on Instagram. I really have enjoyed them. I've liked seeing some of the stuff that he gets to work on. And then you guys, like it or not, you get stuck with me, Client Graphics, The Maintenance Man, and BSS Small Engines. Hi, guys. What's going on? Good evening. So I know Brandon's kind of setting up there, but it's been a busy last month for Brandon. Brandon, I know you got some tool hauls that you've been doing, things of that nature. Is there anything specific that you want to share with us tonight before we just continue down and kick things off? You know, I don't think there's anything that I bought that was too special other than that cheap plasma cutter that for $159 was pretty darn cool. Well, I, I remember watching that video, and um, I know you were using your generator with that, and I couldn't remember. Was that putting out 30 amps or 40 amps, one of those? Because I think I heard you say you, you kicked it, kicked the breaker a couple times on that little plasma yeah, cutter. pushing off 30 amps, and I think my generator only hit uh puts out 25 it has a 25 amp breaker okay yeah my guess is it was probably pulling 40 even though it only says 30 i've seen some yeah. of the pull 40. so before we get too much let's just give a big shout out to a bunch of people that we got in our chat joining us tonight we got old school repair shop we got polar bear ed we got mike Jesus. hodge Tools and trash. Tools and we trash. We got Ronald. So we got lots of people joining oh us tonight. And that plasma cutter was awesome. For 159 yeah. bucks. Yeah, that was a cool video. I, I was happy you did it. I'm happy you bought it and tested it out. I mean you know, for something in a pinch, that's that's a super useful, you know, thing. Yeah, I money. used that boom, that toe boom I got on my Farmall Cub. A lot of the pieces, I used that to cut, cut it out with. Yeah. It'll be a lot more efficient. What were you using before? Were you using a Sawzall or a Bandsaw? Uh, for big pieces, I was using a chop saw, angle grinder, and sometimes on like sheet metal. On uh, flat stock, I would use a jigsaw with a metal blade. Now, that, that sounds kind of old school. I know Craig has a ton of metalworking stuff. <laughs> I've got when a I couple say, things. When I say a couple yeah, things, I mean like, toys back there. That's that's pretty much what he does all day long. Is makes metal into amazing things, or take something that didn't exist before that you can't get as a part today, and he basically re-engineers it and makes it ten times better out of the metal that it should have been made with the first time. And I don't know, Craig, what do you got going around in your shop these days? So I'll, I'll give you guys a little background on myself. I've been in a machine shop basically since high school. And I got real lucky and got into a vocational program where I basically spent half of uh, my day, my senior year in a machine shop, learning how to machine parts on manual machines. And 
the before I kind of went full time with my own company, I spent about 15 plus years making aerospace parts and making a lot of other people really rich. <laughs> so I broke off and my brother's my partner and he and I both, our main focus when we got started was building automation equipment. He's a electrical engineer, kind of a school of hard knocks mechanical engineer. <laughs> I haven't found something I can't make or repair yet. Um, so yeah, most of what I do now is we build automation equipment and the machine shop supports that. Um, I do get a lot of oddball jobs from construction companies. They'll bring in something that broke. They can't get parts for it anymore. The company's out of business. Can you fix this? One of my recent posts, there was a stainless assembly that had kind of two round pipe things. That was a um, guide rail adapter for a sewer pump for facilities maintenance. So I get just literally everything. Just if you're a machine shop and you're good and you have open spindles, people show up. <laughs> so and then I've always been in small engines. I worked in small engine shops in high school. You know, I had mini bikes and stuff as a kid. You know, the five horse Briggs was my learning ground um and now kind of gotten into it with my son and he likes wrenching on motors too so we've really in the last year kind of amped up doing the engine thing and i'm just having fun and i'm very blessed that i have a machine shop so if i need a part i go make it <laughs> yeah that's awesome so that's a little about me so what would you say is your favorite piece of equipment in, in the shop? Not necessarily makes you the most amount of money, but just your favorite piece of equipment. Uh, it's probably this machine right behind me. Cause when we started full time back in 2014, I had a little uh, grizzly mill that I actually built my own CNC controller for. And I thought I would never be able to afford anything this fancy. And this also has a fourth axis rotary table and I can make anything on that machine. <laughs> so now do you also like hardened metal as well in your shop? I have a small heat treat furnace. I don't know if any of you guys follow Barzy Industrial. Stands yeah, in California. Yeah. He, uh, he has some hot shot heat treat ovens. I'm waiting for him to come out with the larger 1200 size just because of the oven that I have now. It's a cheap Amazon's finest and I need more capacity for a lot of the parts that I run and he's building that oven. He just hasn't released it yet. So as soon as that comes out, I'm on the waiting list. Very cool. Well, I asked for selfish reasons because uh, I, I think I need some adapters that go like um, a three-quarter uh, three quarter inch adapter down to like three-eighths inch adapter. Sure. That uh, needs to be fairly hard and, and be able to withstand breaking tools on it. <laughs> and, and I can't just call up anybody and say, hey, I need this and it needs to be like this. And, and since I'm just a small guy, they're like – you know, they bill it out and say, oh, it's going to be like two hours plus time and 
yep. and, and a little bit of labor and it's like 215 bucks. That's probably fair. <laughs> so it, and uh, the reality is, is, you know, $215 for uh, something for me is, is very, very expensive, but you know, it, it's going to get used and abused and I can't just got to find finding a good machine shop is, is like gold. The it's the right tool for the job. Right. And yep. I'm guilty. I'm, I'm addicted to tools. That's probably why I'm on here with you guys tonight. <laughs> um, I don't worry about the money so much. It's what's the right tool for the job. Yep. And I, I know you guys have been looking at a lot of uh, cobalt tools and that. Honestly, I have Ryobi tools all over my shop because five years ago, that's what I went with. And if the drill breaks, I throw it away and go get a new one. And honestly, most of the drills that I use yeah. on a daily basis, they're three and four years old yeah. and they still work perfectly fine. Yeah, I hear you. That's, I mean, you know, I, it's really, really difficult to try to want to get rid of this, even though it's eight years old. Yeah. It still works. And, um, you know, Ryobi's one of those that had the battery system that hasn't changed yep. since, goodness sake. Even sakes. if you have the old blue tools, you can still use the new green batteries. Yep. And those old tools still work just, just like you'd expect. They sure do. I still have one of the old blue Ryobi drills and it works fine, but the handles broke. Yep. <laughs> my, my super glue keeps breaking. <laughs> you know, it's funny is like a lot of people said that the old blue Ryobis, you know, it, they were like cheaply made, but I have a bunch at work that I still run. And, um, like there's not a lot of rubber over molding where now everything has like the whole thing's rubber over molding and then a little bit of plastic and it, and then like can, people complain about that. So it's like, <clears throat> you know, you either have it or you don't, but I think the old stuff feels just a little better, you know, instead of having all rubber. I'd like to give a shout out to a couple more people that joined us. We got Uzi Lou's Garage. We got Turnings by Turner, as well as Zaphael. Thanks for joining us tonight on Saturday. And Dano's Toolbox. He's here too. Hi, guys. So I appreciate you guys all joining in. I got to ask real quick, how's my audio sound? I, I bought a microphone based on Brandon's advice. Sounds good. Sounds great. Sounds Perfect. good. Thank you. So one thing that I could bring to you guys tonight is I've got a whole inspection cabinet right in front of me. It's a large Husky toolbox just filled full of inspection equipment, micrometers, anything. Is there any questions that you guys have that maybe you're not familiar with my world so much, but something that I could show you or explain to you that might you have a question about? What somebody say when they mic a bore, you know, something like that, that I don't know what that is. What is that? Well, I'd be really interested in, in maybe you don't have any experience with it, but you know, you can get a cheap little caliper gauger at Harbor Freight for like 10 to 19 bucks. Yep. How how off are those compared to a high dollar brand per se? So I kind of have mixed feelings on that because my go-to calipers every day are either Mitutoyo 
or actually Shars tools. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't used the Harbor Freight, you know, $20 calipers right. for several Ooh. years. The nice thing about those particular calipers, they're really accurate. The ones that I've used, like within a thousandth of an inch. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do something more accurate than a thousandth of an inch, you probably shouldn't be using calipers anyway. You should be getting into micrometers or indicators, dial bores, things like that. Um, right there. <laughs> yeah, I saw that Mac tools. Unfortunately, I think those are made in China. <laughs> okay, I got, it. I got it in trade for cleaning my uh, sister's boyfriend's oars carburetor, so I can't complain. No worries. They work. You know what? Honestly, guys, they all work. Mm -hmm. If you inspect them, it's, it's about how you use it. If you use it like a C-clamp to check a dimension, it's going to spring the frame, and it's not going to be accurate. Right. But if you, most micrometers have some type of friction thimble as a way that you can turn it as much as you want and it's going to have a preset torque that it goes to, they're accurate. I know a lot of guys in the trade, oh no, if it's not stared, it's not accurate, don't touch it. But you know what? I've used all of them. If it feels okay, it's smooth, they've all been accurate for me. It's good to hear. I mean, everybody's use case is going to vary just a little bit, but I mean, it's, I haven't had anything super expensive to compare mine to. Um, I'm, I'm guilty. I have the, probably one of the nicest micrometers out there. It's a digital Mitotoyo and it's supposedly reads down to half a 10th. Wow. But. Yeah. I know all of the, their products that I've used have always been like calibration pucks. So like my calibration pucks for the Rockwell hardness tester was yep. that brand. Um, uh, my brother works for uh, a manufacturing company that makes rail cars and he does sure. quality control for them and, and they have a ton of their products. Zephiel, it's a uh, Ryobi router. It's actually not mine. I'm not allowed, actually allowed to use it. <laughs> It actually belongs to my mom. It belongs in her craft room, but I had to come. It's pretty neat, so I had to bring it out here for the live stream. So this is my Ryobi, but it's not mine. Wow, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can look, but I can't touch. You can't even have your own Ryobi tools. You had to borrow them from your mom. <laughs> no, I got the wall. <laughs> she borrowed that one too. No, actually, believe it or not, I never had an impact driver. And then one year on my birthday, a couple years ago, my sister went to Lowe's. They had the, the drill and the impact drivers on sale and bought me the set. I never knew what I was missing until I had an impact driver. It makes my repairs faster. Oh, yeah. that, that If there's one tool that you don't have in a battery cordless power tool, uh, the, the impact driver is, is definitely, to me, 10 times better than a drill if you're going to do the same type of screwing and drilling uh, that you would. I, my impact driver was speed handles before this. Yeah, I mean, like work, you know, doing deck repair, building, construction. Oh, yeah, that that impact for screws, just tenfold. Less, uh, I mean, you know, Dewey and I were messing with some drills last night, and the way the impact driver works, you just don't have any kick to it. I mean, you're supposed to be able to do 
10 to 25 times the amount of torque with one of those and basically not have all the work or the beating that you would have on your hand if you were just using a straight up drill. Yeah. I built an addition onto my old house and I used the old blue Ryobi. This was before impacts and every joint had three, three inch deck screws in it. You know, I just, I was literally keeping batteries in the freezer to keep them <laughs> from overheating because I was cycling like three batteries over and over. Yeah. And, uh, I built a, uh, I call it a palm tree house because it's between two palm trees for my kids. And I went and bought one of those Ryobi impact drivers. And I put that whole thing together with one battery charge, I, probably two or 300 three-inch Decker screws. And that sold me on that technology. Oh, yeah. And, and it doesn't even have to be a name brand. I mean, it can be even an off-brand yeah, and for starting out. my son was six and he was able to drive in a three inch deck screw. Yep. <laughs> I mean, compared to having to lean and wrench on it to get it to go in and just, and then snap the heads off and all that, that's all went yeah. gone away. Yep. It's pretty impressive. Well, we got some more people joining us. We got Miss Kathy Durbin as well as Captain Jerk. So appreciate you. Captain guys. Jerk. I got to say hi to Kathy because she always says hi to me whenever I join a live stream on whoever's channel it is. So hi, Kathy. Yeah. And uh, depending on if uh, Kathy's around, you know, there's a uh, Craig that's not too far behind or sometimes, you know, Kathy just jumps on and Craig's in the same room. So we'll probably hear from him either which way through Kathy or uh, he'll be joining separately. And he was the first Craig. So I'm Craig one. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you'll see C1 in the chat. Well, very interesting. Well, Dewey, what's going on tonight? Yeah, I was going to say, Dewey, um, Dewey put me out on a, on a cobalt hunt just before this uh, live stream. So he posted on Instagram, and I know it's out there. There are some six-piece kits like that. That can be had for $112. And you get a four amp hour battery with it, a two amp hour battery, and you get, uh, you know, that multi oscillating tool alone with those two batteries is worth 100 bucks. Now, the problem is, is it's either not available online. You call your store, they tell you that they have one in. You need to have them go physically check it to make sure it's there. Otherwise, you just happen to be at Lowe's, pick it up because it happened to me. Two of them both said they had it in stock and it showed up and they're like, yeah, we can't find it. And after 30 minutes, they were like, yeah, we had the assembly team in the back, not take it out of the system, but they've been using it to install everything at the store and it worked great. <laughs> wow. We don't have it. And I was like, awesome. And then they called another store that said they had one and they just straight up were like, yeah, we don't know where it's at. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's one of my followers. He looked online, like I told you earlier. It showed zero out of stock. And he went and they actually had three on hand. But yeah. you got to look in top stock and in places where it could be hidden. But if you score it, that's a smoking deal. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a better deal out there right now at this point in time for battery powered tools 
since you get what five tools and a light i mean they like to call the light a tool while i agree with them i disagree yeah yeah it's like all the little bits each individual bit is you know a thousand pieces in a <laughs> yeah and then you get like two tools and then some of, the, some of the manufacturers even include the carrying case or the bag as part of, part of the piece in the kit. Yeah, another good deal. Part of the marketing. Yep. This 230-piece bit set is on sale for $11, I think it is. Wow. So, now, see, now, I, decent collection. now I don't know about that spe set specifically, but a lot of the cobalt stuff if you do look it over, um, it, it does have S2 steel in it, uh, but you just got to look. I, and I can't comment if that set specifically has it, but the last couple sets that I picked up, they were decent. I mean, the metal was at least the right hardness. I tested out a couple cobalt uh, bits, uh, T25 and a Phillips number two, and they were testing... Uh, around 54 to 57 on the Rockwell scale, which is is decent for that bit. At least the 10 different ones that I tried. That'll be a separate video at some point in time. I saw you do that Rockwell hardness test on some different tools. Yeah. And there's kind of a, you've got hardness and toughness. Right. So, if it was super hard, it's going to shatter. Correct. If it's not hard enough, it's going to bend. So right. it would be curious to see if you did like the hardness of, I don't know, let's say a three quarter inch socket across six different brands and then did a torque test and, and found out when they would break. Yeah. I wish I could find out how to break a three quarter inch socket. Uh, something that would that you yeah. a half inch socket. I don't know. Yeah. The sockets, um, you know, I've really tried to break them. And the only time I break them is over a long span of, of time when they just, you know, see wear for five or 10 years, or if I'm able to catch one on a corner in the sidewall and it just, just snaps it off and it's, it's not fair. It's, it's kind of like yeah. the socket just, it's not meant to be, off-centered and a lot of them try to defeat that by rounding the corners on them so i would love to do that but on the flip side of it how about i say that i'm in the works for doing t25 star bits uh yeah it's a nice little tease yep we can work our way up from there for sure so it'll probably be project farm style so like he did the number two phillips It'll be like that, except for it'll be T25s. And, he, you know, he did the, what, the Moss hard, hardness scale. So it was like six and seven. I can tell you the Rockwell is a little bit more accurate than, you know, the numbers with the scratch test. In my world, the Rockwell C scaled, that's pretty much the standard. Yep. Unless you're doing something with... A different material but in the metal side of it rockwell c scale is it so i talked to so there's a couple phd department chairs at at the university that i went to and had them tested out and they all agreed that the rockwell c at 150 kilograms for the um the primary load 
just absolutely crushes through chrome plating because the the chrome plating on on the tool steel is oh gosh what did they say um i can't remember it was like less than 0.03 mil or something like that and the rockwell c was going through 0.01 give or take i could be wrong on those craig do those sound about right it has to be in thousandths of an inch for me. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah we were doing them in, in so metric. If the plating but. is a thou or two thick, and you're going three or four thousandths deep. I don't know how it would affect it. It would it would be interesting to take do one side of the wrench with the chrome plating and literally take a grinder and grind it off on the other side, and do the exact same test to see how they compared. Yep. If the chrome was skewing your results at all. Yeah, I'll have to put that on the list to do. Unless then, uh, if that batch of wrenches, Joe wasn't paying attention and left them in the tank too long, and now they got five thousandths of chrome instead of two. Yeah, <laughs> I I run into that stuff because we get a lot of parts anodized, and sometimes the sizes vary. They can, and that can make a big difference. Well, Neil, what do you got going on from the uh, maintenance world side of things, or maybe just a personal life kind of things? I did pick up a new tool. Because um, I, I moved I moved my Milwaukee's out of work, and I went back to using my Ryobi's at work. So I figured I might as well pick up the, uh, the Quiet Strike Impact. And uh, excited to give that a go. Now, I can't remember. I was more of a rigid person. The quiet strike, they say, is what? 35% give or take quieter? Yeah, I think out of the or yeah, hydraulic oil, right? It's like a hydraulic thing. Yeah. I think that's the quietest. I do have the... The uh, M18 Surge. Mm -hmm. um, I did have the Stealth that worked. That worked really good. And I have the M12 Surge. Um, the Stealth was probably the nicest, but like you know, that's the one thing with Ryobi and and Rigid. It's they're bulky, and like a lot of stuff I do, it's nice to have like the like a 12 volt that's compact. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at the same time, Ryobi is inexpensive and it works. So, you know, if it gets in all the places that you need it to, then it doesn't really matter if it's smaller. I mean, it kind of doesn't, though. <laughs> but sometimes you just, uh, you know, I have the, the 12 volt Hilties at work also. Mm -hmm. So that should balance out what the Ryobi might not be able to get to. I mean, I guess it depends. You know, the smaller size means it weighs less. So, if you were having to carry, say, everything in like a backpack or, you know, uh, have a certain compact go bag that you needed to take with you, it would leave a smaller footprint and it would not weigh as much, which is benefit to some people. Yeah. And also, like, if you're opening up walls and you got to work up in like a ceiling or something or, you know, I just installed a kitchen doing cabinet work, putting mm -hmm. cabinets together that smaller drill going you know in the drawer spaces and stuff 
it's the perfect size where like this wouldn't wouldn't be able to do it. Right. And you wouldn't want to use a screwdriver. Right. So um yeah. It's you know, like apartment maintenance, I've been doing it five years or I'm in my fifth year and we do the remodels and everything. And I'm still just trying to find that balance. So like Milwaukee's been kind of like it's frustrating because the batteries are I, I don't like them. I've had a, a a bunch of them screwing up, especially on the 12 volt. And then like um and I never had issue with Ryobi batteries once I got past the NICADs, you know. So I figured I'd move my Ryobis back to work and just kind of Start using them again. Very cool. Well, it looks like we got a couple more newcomers. Uh, there's somebody called Brad's Workbench that joined us. Yes, oh, gosh. Brad's. How's it going, Brad? <laughs> Hope all is well. Uh, we got uh, Maintenance Man Narratives. And we also have Twisted R. He was here. We got uh, Horses Shop. And Go-Karts and Gone Fishing. So I, I, I wanted to respond to maintenance man narrative said, are you guys doing anything different or dealing with, with people different Do the virus scare? I'll be honest. Like my wife kind of put us in self quarantine for the weekend. Uh, not completely. I did go out to the, the gas stations today, but um, in, in terms of work, I've been working normally. Um, things might change in a week or two, but you know, right now it's pretty normal still. That's what I was going to talk about. I saw his, uh, my corporate, uh, actually the owner of the company reached out to us and pretty much gave us permission. If we go into a unit and the residents there, we can question them or you have a fever, any symptoms, if so, and it's a non-emergency work order, we can tell them that they can check back within 72 hours if they no longer have symptoms, but it's pretty much for our safety. My property, we've got 240 units. So there's two maintenance guys. If we have an emergency, we need to respond and not be as sick. So you get self-interest in the company and the personnel. Yeah, I wish, I wish my company had something in place or has told us something, but I don't, I don't think they will, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, you definitely got to worry about it. I mean, I thought it was kind of silly for a while that people were posting about toilet paper. Uh, and then I finally actually went out and it's really a real thing. <laughs> like I literally went to Walmart and they had a gazillion tools, like hard tools, just <laughs> I saw that totally flooded. They had, you know, ammunition, you name it. But you went over to toilet paper and paper towels, Lysol, uh, hand sanitizer, just bare. Look, can I say two things real quick? A, toilet paper doesn't bother me because I'm sure you guys have showers if need be. There's your answer right there. And then two, <laughs> all, it's funny because I went to Home Depot Friday after work to get just a few small things. And they were cleared out of soaps. But you know what soaps were still there? What? Everything that was organic. 
you know, usually that's the stuff people are pushing out the door, like buy organic <laughs> soaps. But all of a sudden, we're in a health scare. We we got to buy the antibacterial. But at the end of the day, anyone who's out there listening to this, just buy soap in general because it's going to wash your hands. Just stay clean. Be right. proactive in that, I guess. You know. I was going to tell you guys to stock up on putty knives while you're looking at tools because that may be the solution. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to chime in on something here. Yeah. Um, I don't know if... Neil, you may follow some of the maintenance pages, but one of the memes, and it's all over the social media, is people using uh, sprayers from their sink and buying the adapters and hooking it to their toilets or buying a bidet, bidet, however you say it. There you go. Uh, I don't use one, but I ain't afraid to step in the shower business. He still get taken care of. Yeah, you got to take care of business. But, yeah, you could uh, – there's – we have um, – uh, internationals that hook up sink sprayers to their toilets and I have to yell at them and tell them to remove it because it just usually those lines last a few years and then they crack mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in that type of environment that constant use if they're just and, you know it's a lot different but anyways we did have one that cracked overnight and he slept while it leaked down into our office and it caused about five thousand dollars worth of damage, and um, you know, <laughs> hey, job security, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I'll give you guys a little secret: there's blue shop towels at AutoZone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to Costco as well, and they were out of everything, but they had shop towels. Yeah, uh, you could just go in the backyard and squat. You know. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> All right, so we got a bunch of new people that joined us. We got Tradesman's Essentials. We got Nick Pixel TV. We also have Dawson's Forge. We got BW's Electronic. And did I miss anybody? Team Schaefer. Team Schaefer. I'll say something on this soap. I found a whole lot of dish soap sitting in the office. One drop. (laughs) We'll do just as much as a good old pump of regular soap. Oh, heck yeah. So wait, you said you found that in the house, right? Uh, no, a lot of the stores have plenty of dish soap. Dawn, Ajax, yeah. whatever. They don't, they don't, wash soap, them, but the they don't the have the green antibacterial one, but they have the blue because people apparently can only buy the antibacterial. <laughs> but they can't buy the organic because – they want to be sanitary but cheap. And then I told my dad about that, and he's like, "Well, you could probably just mix like bleach in with that." I'm like, "No, you're missing the point." <laughs> <laughs> like, like people push that down your throat. It's buy organic, but you know when shit hits the fans, we're not buying it. I figured if I get really, really desperate for toilet paper, I'm going to take the paper towels. I'm going to take the 12 inch miter saw to it. And then we'll post that on YouTube and Instagram for all DIYers out there. You can also use tissue paper, you know, that, yeah, that but, plush. Yeah, but then I can't just take it on the miter saw and have it just be like roll capable immediately. <laughs> Maybe that's just my silly silliness there, thinking <laughs> too creative, one of the two. Sometimes that creativity gets the best of me. 
And other times it's just Dewey sending me out in the goose hunt for a deal. <laughs> I, I think good intentions, man. Sorry. But I do <laughs> my my wife did comment. I do have enough Harbor Freight microfiber towels that could be used as TP if I needed to. And that is a true statement. Reusable at that too. Yeah, you know. My wife always do. She does want me to do more laundry. That might be the opportunity to do more laundry. However interesting it is at that. Oh, oh what do we got? We need shop towels. They say Amazon on them, but hey. <laughs> Look at Craig going there. He's pointing right the first time. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I got shop towels both ways, so I'm I'm good either way I point. <laughs> and I've got a case over in the shop, brand new box of white ones. It's like you pick a poison. Very nice. I did. I know we've been up with the chats here, but we got 25 people in there. I want I want to say thank you everyone for showing up. That's awesome. Supporting. Yeah, I really do appreciate it. Supporting guys. Brandon here and. Yeah, but, we also did a WCSD joining. So. Yep. Uh, He's just uh, plopping on in uh, because he, you know, felt like he'd join us tonight. So appreciate you wanting to hang out. This is your coronavirus uh, relief entertainment. See, yeah, coronavirus. See that that doesn't sound very terrible to me when when we say coronavirus, but when you say that COVID nineteen, like that, just sounds more deadly. Right, coronavirus <laughs> makes you want to go grab a beer. You're like, yeah, let's party. Yep. But then they're like COVID nineteen, and you're like, ah. Yeah, it doesn't sound as cool. It doesn't sound like a party. Why don't you get COVID-20? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard coronavirus. I was ready to go get some uh, some steak and make some tacos. <laughs> uh, we were talking, uh, my boss, he killed a deer, but we got about 20 deers out back. We got a bow and rifle. We ain't running out of meat. Oh, uh, yeah, we got squirrels and deer and everything flying by our house fishing poles go fishing i got a, a stream runs next to the house we've yep. got a uh, bass pro shop in our town in mesa arizona and i supposedly somebody held up one of the store clerks literally at gunpoint because he wanted more ammo fuck wow it's like you guys are nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and how how old was this kid? I don't know. I heard it third hand, so God, that's just But how nuts are you to go that insane that you're gonna pull a gun on somebody wanting more ammunition? Yeah. And you're on like four hundred cameras. <laughs> and you can't really take the gamble in that situation, but do you assume that they have a loaded weapon then or not if yeah. they're asking for ammo? Just throwing that out there. Prove but it. I, <laughs> but I did want to say Work Pro Tools, thanks for joining the stream tonight. Awesome. Thanks for I know y'all been wanting I know y'all said y'all couldn't make it to the last one. I'm glad y'all can uh make it to this one. So what he was talking about, somebody actually broke into our local Bass Pro Shop and stole like 30-some-odd guns at night. It's like, what? what's the world coming to? Come on now. 
But I, I know people that like ran out and renewed their license to carry things. You know, it's like it's like let's take a step back here and just take this a uh, little bit at a time, and we'll get through it. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm wearing Tecton tonight because uh, they recently started announcing and launching some of their toolboxes. So if you no way. like some of the Tecton. Right <laughs> so I know Brandon no likes the Tecton hand tools. I might have the quarter, three-eighths, and a half-inch drive set. They've served me pretty well. But I thought it was really interesting that they're going to start coming out with uh, toolboxes. So it looked like they had the... Definitely the 36, the 60, um, and they had them in at least red and uh, kind of a charcoal gray. I thought it was really kind of interesting. They're made in Canada, so I can't remember which company um, contracts out of Canada. So they, they contracted with somebody that makes toolboxes for like, you know, half a dozen other brands. But that was it was kind of interesting to see the pricing on those. I mean, while it's cheaper than your normal tool truck brands, they were so, still they were still more expensive than like what Harbor Freight released for their Icon tool storage. Mm -hmm. uh, but they were definitely way more expensive than your general Craftsman, Husky, and um, Craftsman. I think is pretty expensive nowadays. Yep. Yes. Can I, can I ask you something? Uh, are they? Are they going to push this hard on YouTube? Because uh, they are. I might just get into like a, a, a blanket of darkness for until it ends. <laughs> who, who pushing really hard? Craftsman? Yeah, Tec Tecton. Are they going to push these uh, boxes hard on YouTube? I, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't really tell you. All right. I mean, I, I don't know. I really just wanted to say I know there, that Work Pro – Tools had a, a toolbox that I saw floating around yeah. on the internet at one point in time, but I don't know if I ever saw it like fully released on Amazon. Everything I ask about WorkPro is like it's like everything that I'm interested in is never available um, to like buy anymore or you know. I just want one of those banners. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say Tecton Tools would be the equivalent of like 1990 Craftsman? I would say that Tecton would be what Craftsman should have gone into instead of moving to China. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I feel like if they were to make a transition when they went from, from USA to China, if they would have gone more Taiwan-based like Tecton really is, you get a fairly product at a fairly decent price with a lot of different options when it comes to basic hand tools, but you still got to be like picky and choosy when it comes to some of them, because like you know I bought a couple of their long nose, thirty degree offset pliers, cutting pliers, and and I thought that they were a decent deal, but then after I come to find out looking around, they were a rebrand of something that I could have got at Tracker Supply for like. I don't know half the price that I paid for them because part of the name was was Tekken on there. So, Are they expanding their line, and so maybe starting out they were rebranding stuff, and as they grow, they're starting to bring their tools in house. Well, I think they still have a a large percentage made in Taiwan. They do have some manufacturing in Michigan, 
So they do have some branded USA tools. The one thing I do like about Tekton, if you are somebody that really likes a country of origin for your tools, they specifically list without a doubt, really easy to find where a tool is made on their web website. Yeah, that's, that's uh, nice. Not all manufacturers do that. So what gets me and why I really dislike it is when you see made in the USA with global materials, you're like, I hate that too. Okay. So, so now I know China with a USA sticker. <laughs> yeah, th that's exactly it. So was everything really made somewhere else? It was just the final assembly happened here and then they put a sticker on it. I, I couldn't tell you, but there are certain guidelines that you have to meet, but they're also kind of loose in my mind if you really read them. Ronald had a neat comment. He said it's reported that Chuck Norris tested positive for coronavirus. Now the virus is in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought he would have just given a roundhouse kick to it and never got a hold of it in the first place. <laughs> I have several Tekton tools, and for me, I like their socket sets. But I've gone out and bought gear wrench ratchets to replace them because to me, their ratchets are a little bulky. Yeah, those are something that you really got to be picky about because the, um, the gear wrench ones too. See, I remember gear wrench when a lot of their stuff was made in Taiwan and almost all of their gear wrench ratcheting wrenches right now, the majority of them are made in China. And when you look at the heads on them, they're a little bit off-centered or they are potentially a little bit bulky. I know the open end on some of the Tekton stuff, it's not perfect. It, it looks a little off, but I mean, they have some decent testing apparently that they, they put into the Tekton ones. But I also own the gear wrench ones and I don't have any issues with those either. But I know for a while, I think when gear wrench first came out, I think I saw them in Sears first way back in the days. I have a uh, gear wrench ratcheting wrench box end that was actually, I think it was branded by Ace, but it was made by gear wrench. Mm -hmm. I think Ace was on one side of it and gear wrench was on the other side of the wrench. And the center ratcheting mechanism fell out of, it was a, I think it was four pieces, like three eighths, seven sixteenths, half, nine sixteenths. The yep. center fell out of every one of them. And I did the warranty on the half inch and it fell out shortly after I got it. And I'm like, these are junk. Why am I going to chase this? So I, I've kind of steered clear of the ratcheting wrenches for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably go back to the maintenance man and say the ones that I've used the most and had the longest are going to be my Stanley ones. But at the time, the Stanley ones that I have were pretty much like a rebrand of some Blackhawk tools. And at the time when I bought them, the Blackhawk stuff was, was really good. Um, you didn't hear about it a whole lot, but if you knew the name and you knew you had some of their tools, you knew it was decent stuff before it got bought out or fully integrated into the, to the um, Stanley Black and Decker brand. I'm trying the Tekken uh, six point ratcheting wrench set right now. So far they've worked great and they seem to have a good clearance. Like they're not real bulky around the, box in mm -hmm. so they can get in tight spots pretty good so i so far i've been real happy with them 
Was so was that the six point one? Is that the one? Is it just a six point with the open ended wrench? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Are they are they like long ones or are they just fairly standard in size? Standard length. I do have the Tecton uh, combination wrench metric and standard, and they are a little bit longer than normal. Yeah, there's just something about me that innately likes to put a lot of extra force on tools. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Bolt stuck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Stop talking about ratcheting wrenches. I've got the Cobalt ninety tooth or a ninety yeah ninety tooth setup and an older open end ratchet setup that they had. And I've heard good and bad about these. They're all right, but. They don't make them no more, and I'm kind of curious as to why they don't, if it was due to lack of performance, poor performance in the design or something like that. Well, I can tell you without a doubt, the uh, speed open-end wrench per se that they have on there, to me, in my opinion, I have a set too, the Craftsman USA ones. I've used them once, and I never used them again. To me, that open-end speed wrench on them was kind of a gimmick. That's my its use would be like as a flare nut wrench would be something that you'd possibly have to because you have to have that open end. But if I can put a standard ratchet in on it, I'm going to. But I have I have flare nut wrenches, so I'd never use that. I can't see why you would ever want that open ratchet. I'm thinking about the two screws on a carburetor. You have to have an open end. You right. cannot get a box end in there. And you need both flats on that thing to grab right. that bolt. I've yeah. actually cut a spare open just to make a flare nut wrench in a in a pinch. <laughs> well, getting back to ratcheting stuff, I bought this off of eBay. They they are still for sale there. You can check them out. Now all it is, uh, uh, I've never bought like a blue point. So it's a blue point made in USA. Little hex driver quarter inch you know it's, it's it's reversible you can spin your finger on there and i use that work for like nut drivers and stuff yeah what what do one of those run run you uh, it was like i, I want to say it was like eight to ten dollars when i picked Damn. it up and I, I mean if, if you can actually hear can you hear that Sounds very fine. Yeah, it's a nice little handy tool. I personally would, if I pick one of those up, I I would pick up like one of the full little bit sets with it that comes with, you know, like 30 some odd bits and the, the little. Well, I, I have a few of those. Yeah, something like that. I, ha I have that actual gear wrench set. Yeah. But I don't know where it's at, but I have that one. How how big is that? Can I see the um, ratcheting part of that? It's that one's fairly big, man. That's a nice size, yeah. It's it's a little bit longer than my cobalt one, and um, it's it's a decent one. I wonder if WorkPro makes one like that. I have a stubby by WorkPro. I think it's like a seventy-two tooth. It's pretty nice, but like it's literally the same size as this. Um, but it has it has a. Uh, quarter inch 
and then it has a, a bit adapter on the back side. But I bought this more just to buy a Blue Point product and just try it out. Sunil, are you saying that you were buying on brand there? Yeah, uh, Duct Tape Tech is a channel I watch, and he uses some Blue Point stuff. So I bought this and some Blue Point bike strips, which is kind of uh, weird because, you know. No, I, think I think that's a good one. If that one you said was made in the USA, that's pretty uh, top-notch too. Yeah, it's, that and the, the price point was kind of hard to beat. So I have that same uh, – gear wrench one the one thing i do like about the gear wrench one is it actually does have like a finger wheel on it so you, i don't know if you can see that helps twist it down and then here's the cobalt one compared to it and you can see the gear wrench one is a, a little bit larger mm -hmm. so i do end up having both of those and i like the gear wrench one a little bit better because it's flat on the back, and if I wanted to, I could mount it on something. Where the the cobalt one is really dumb and has a belt clip slash thing. But even if you were to break that off, I'd have to basically take an oscillating tool and shave that down. I see that, yeah. I just don't feel like I want to do that, so it never lays flat. Yeah, but I, I have it anyways, and I didn't return it. Electrical tape. And I hate it every time I see myself because I should just cut that off and then just, you know, super glue a piece of plastic and make a larger backing on it. But that's a lot of work for something that was like 14 bucks. So, yeah, those are pretty handy. Yeah, they come in handy. I have the little, I don't know if you ever saw a little Bostitch one. I have it. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's very tiny, though. Very tiny. But um, pretty neat. Yeah, if you can pick that up, it's made in the USA for 10 bucks. I'd say that's a pretty good, decent deal. Yeah, you know, and if, if you want, I guess it's uh, someone in the chat said it's a reproduced Lang or rebranded Lang. Oh, yeah, Lang Tools makes decent stuff. Lang Tools uh, rebrands a lot for... Uh, Blue point and snap on. Okay. Yeah, that came from Walter. And if I remember right, he said something about, I think he said his wife works, told me one time his wife works at snap on. So he probably had more on the inside info on that. And then uh, let's see, you can pick up some Lang tool stuff at O'Reilly Auto Parts. They have one of the best uh, ratcheting brake caliper release tools, I feel. And they rebrand those all around the world. Huh. I I heard that um is it tech or I think it's AutoZone tech brand. Advanced Auto Parts? Yeah, Advanced Auto Parts is rebranded gear wrench. Yeah, so that happened. I did a video on that oh probably last year in March or April. Okay. So they were so so gear wrench pulled out of advanced auto or advanced auto said, you know what, we're not going to do gear wrench anymore, but we want to do gear wrench, but we want to make it our own brand. Who knows why? Because a lot of the stuff, if you were to bring in gear wrench, every advanced auto is a little bit different, but the ones that I frequent, 
they have no issue if you bring your edge thing that you purchased there they'll swap it out for their tech correct brand oh hey that that arrived really quickly didn't it yeah I, oh yeah I'm going to. i got one right here yes, one yeah. right there, that one right there thank you for this yeah not a problem yeah yeah we need to stick in front of stickers i also got uh if you guys have not checked out me again dave he has a cool channel, but he sent me stickers as well. Wow, that looked like a business card size sticker. That looked like a big sticker. Um, just it's like square compared to your circle, which fit perfectly in the Work Pro O. Nice. Well, it's not a competition, but is his sticker bigger than mine? No. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do we did it sticker there you go did nice. we did it there we go i haven't made one yet people keep asking me to but i have to get more made well brandon makes his own which is pretty impressive <laughs> that he's got the machinery and the equipment to do that and he makes his own decals iron on things for hats and cups the stickers yeah. actually started uh I started uh, sourcing out to a guy who comes on here and he does like real high quality. He works for a print company and he does really high quality stickers. Oh, wrong camera. Very nice. There's only a last story that's already promised out that I just think got shipped out yet. Well, Brandon, I wouldn't. I don't know. Can you run a, a giveaway for numbers or anything with the with the Nightbot or anything like that in the chat? Yeah, we could just do it if if you want to do a giveaway and then tell us the number, so we know. I, I don't know the number. I was just gonna say, you know, I yeah. could give away a couple more stickers. Yeah, I yeah. got a few to throw out. Yeah, Nightbot. I think it just randomly picks someone in the chat. That's how it does it. Well, let me know how to run that, and I'll I'll give away two stickers because yes. I just. Uh, All right, I, I get just, over here to the nightbot thing. I want to say, uh, Hot Rod Gavin, what's up in the chat? Patrick Hattrick, how's it going? Walter Frederick, huh. Amos, famous Amos Cardoza. Oh. Did we have Amos Cardoza join us tonight? And I not see that. He, uh, so I do some shout outs on my channel and I gave him a shout out for being awesome. He doesn't have a channel, but he is just, just solid, solid dude. And you, you know, you're going to have a good night when, when famous Amos shows up. Yeah. He, uh, he really loves the tool community. Yeah, subscribes to a lot of us. Um, Nick Pixel TV is in the house as, as well. We got Hot Rod Gavin picking up two lawnmowers for $25. And we got Twisted R. He's back. So Brandon's going to figure out how to do a giveaway, and I'll give away two of my channel stickers. And turnings by Turner. If you have not checked his channel out, oh, I got awesome channel. 
I'll be right back. I gotta go get some stickers. Dewey Dibs got some stickers on hand as well. Yeah, I'm gonna have to place another order. <laughs> <laughs> So, cobalt, cobalt. I might check out some cobalt. I got well. MCE Craig just left. I was going to there. Something I wanted to talk about tonight, and he may use something similar, but this is cobalt's brand. But these here are hidden in the aisle at Lowe's, and I know he's probably got a mill and stops and all that. But you use it to put on and make a dedicated depth so it'll sure. stop a certain depth. That's something I've never really seen until that 230-piece kit actually comes with four of them inside of there. Pretty neat little tool. It's electrical tape. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you something I use a lot. I don't want to drill through and hit something underneath, I'll use a piece of hose. Yeah. We There's something really cool, and they're like five or seven bucks, something like that. Yeah. So it really ain't that much. I got to tell you, Chris, by the way, I think your stickers might be the, the best quality ones I have yet to have. It, it, I mean, it was. We'll just use AVE. It was Skookum as frig. Nice. Well, that's cool to hear. Let's just say that they weren't the cheapest stickers either. They're, they're definitely nice. My my wife did all the ordering on those, so I can't really complain. She's like, "Holy cow!" She's like, "Stickers are expensive." Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know who y'all use, but I've signed up for Sticker Mule. And every month they send out like promos where it's like ridiculous discounts on. Yeah, that's, that's who we use as well. It's a, it's a good way to go. From what I've heard, I, you know. <laughs> and they're good quality. I've yet to have any of them come out like messed up or anything like that at all. Plus, I think we got a few extras that they had in there because every year running, you never run exactly like 50. You'll run like 55 or something like that. Walter Frederick says he uses deep well socket as a depth gauge when drilling certain holes. It's hmm. a good way to go. I'm wondering yep. up all the issues we're going to throw right now for everybody in the thing. In the in the thing in the chat. Yeah. 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 It's just slow because my computer's slow. So, how are those? Uh, your weather's still staying all right there, Brandon? Uh, we're so far. It looks rainy outside, but it's been posted the storm the last two days and it hasn't done it yet. Well, I don't know about you guys, but um. Two days ago, it was like 70 degrees. Now it's 34 and it snowed last night. It's snowing right now here. Yep. It's absolutely crazy. It's like here right now. 
a humid from the because it looks like it's going to storm. And I I either have a, a squirrel or a raccoon up in my attic. Squirrel. <laughs> Neither are sounding awesome, but it sounds like something a maintenance man would definitely take care of. Well, we heard it last night, and <laughs> and hoped it'd go away. Well, that's well, that's what tonight <laughs> is for—an experiment. Because I'm, it it didn't sound like a squirrel hops around. Like we had a flying squirrel trapped in our attic, and I put a rat trap up there, and you know took care of it. Um, but this sounded like it kind of sounded like someone walking up there, like a lot more slow moving. <laughs> so um how old is your house uh i think 69 so oh. um it's not too old but we have a uh a fan a vent fan up there going through the roof and that's kind of how that's the only way they get in all right i figured it out it wasn't my computer being slow the people actually has the chat and as you're as you're setting it up and it starts pulling them in. So we got them all pulled in for now. Let's see if anybody else wants to join. Y'all better type in now because say something in the chat right now because it's picking up active users. So, Brandon, what are people supposed to type in the chat to be entered in to uh, get a client graphic sticker? Just anything, just so it knows that they're in the chat. Uh, as maintenance man narratives asked what part of the country we're all in i'm uh i'm pittsburgh pennsylvania that's where i originate from if you guys want to get in on uh one of the client graphic stickers just go ahead and make sure you put something down below in the chat put any anything in the chat you could say the maintenance man rocks you could say dewey dunn did it you could say craig has the best instagram and posts the coolest machining on Instagram, and if you're not subscribed to him on Instagram, that's definitely where you should head on over if you aren't already subscribed to him on YouTube. And I'm I'm in Nebraska, so I'm I'm smack dab in the middle of the U.S., right in the capital of Nebraska. I'm, I'm actually just north of Nashville, so Tennessee, kind of southeast. I'm down in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> so it's a lot warmer down there. All right, we got them. A little. Should we roll it? Y'all ready to give away a sticker? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Give it away. But if uh, Mrs. Graphic wins, uh, sounds like it's going to be rigged. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to drop in there. I just saw that. <laughs> All right, let's go. And if Neil wins too. What's the R? Yeah, if I win, just eliminate. I'm sorry, I'm just responding to the chats. All right, there we go. We got Twisted R. So, Twisted, if uh, you want to message me at clientgraphics at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Instagram, either which way. Uh, Brandon, are you able to pull another winner? Yep. Go oh, ahead. Wait. Make sure you're not subscribed to me. What the heck? <laughs> All right, we're all together for another winner. Oh, Amos Cardoza. Cardoza. Yeah. So, Amos, yeah. you're going to definitely have to hit me up on uh, Gmail, so client graphics, so it's my channel name at gmail.com. 
Uh, send me your name and address. Same with you, Twisted. And then, uh, what the heck? I got one more, so why don't you add one more winner tonight? All right. We'll roll it. Magnus Man Narratives. There we go. Cool. Hey, we got maintenance man narrative. So again, give me a, a message at clientgraphics at gmail.com with your address. We'll get these mailed off to you on Monday because you know the post office doesn't deliver on Sundays, but they might pick it up. So either which way, go ahead and message me on Instagram or Gmail and we'll get those out to you. And uh, Dewey, you might as well just message me your address. I'll send them uh, to you and Craig as well. Just hit me up on Instagram and cool. I'll, I'll get one in the mail for you as well. Put a return Sweet. address. I'll return. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll do. I'll make another order some stickers and maybe next time we stream, I'll throw some out there. Not a problem. We definitely like your stickers. <laughs> Got a cool pop socket too. And you, did, you get that, did you get that from Sticker Mule? No, you can go to Pop Sockets website and make your own. So, Dewey, you kind of like your cobalt stuff just a little bit. Have you ordered any of the personalized cobalt ratchets? I have not. And I'm a little scared too. Like, I don't think I would want to use those. You, you mean you didn't want, let's see, do they have the oxide blue ones or something like that? The blue anodized? Yeah, I just don't see you use them. They'd be like a showpiece, but they would be. <laughs> they would be. I'd be scared to use them. Well, yeah, the have a gold-plated set. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, I remember back, yeah. Old, back in the uh, <laughs> long time ago, my uncle had a set of those. Well, Craftsman even play. had some anniversary edition ones. Yeah, and like I looked at them and I was like, yeah, it'd be nice to have one of those, but it's like. Even the Craftsman set was quite expensive, and it's like it's just gonna—I'm not gonna use it. I thought about getting it for my dad as a Father's Day present, but I mean, they might actually use it, but I wouldn't. I would just have to let it sit there. It's one of those things. Now, do you have any engraving or lasering machines, Craig, or are you just more the the milling and the or manufacturing i don't have any laser equipment i do have a jd squared plasma table that does have an engraving pin attachment yeah so i can go down and drop a part number on a plate or something and most of my engraving i actually just machine it in yeah yeah so you can customize any ratchet you you want at any time <laughs> you know what the problem is is because i have access to this equipment I can't make anything. That sounds weird, but to stick, get focused and go, okay, I want to make this. Then uh -huh. your brain just starts spinning out of control. Well, I could do this to it and then I could make this change. And well, yeah, but then I could make this and I could make that and it just snowballs and nothing gets made. Yeah. I, I hear you. That may be my ADD or whatever you want to call it, but to get focused and get something done. Now I, you know, my son and I made a little trailer for our small engines a couple weeks ago. And I'm, Which is awesome. I should check that out. I'm just getting behind him and 
you know, if he's interested in something, I, I have a little different view of college education and I did go to a two year school and got a degree in machine trades, but it's something I was passionate about. And for my kids, if they're passionate about something, go after it. Yeah. Be the best in whatever you want to do. My oldest, she's into art. So I'm taking her out and letting her see different types of art. Be passionate about it. That sounds very cool. So let's see. We got Twisted already sending me his address so I can get that out there. So if you guys can, you know, within reasonable amount of time tonight, things of that nature, get those out. That way I can, at least by Sunday afternoon, so I can get everything mailed up and, and out there at a reasonable amount of time. Because so I was actually pretty impressed that Neil and Brandon got their stuff because I dropped that stuff probably in the mail on, oh, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah. So we'll see because I know there's some shipping delays, or at least I've started to hear that with the current climate that we have out there today. You just never know when you're going to get your things now. I, I, I do want to do a quick shout out one for, I, I guess this is Maggie's Farm. I think it's a rum, but it, it, this is made in Pittsburgh. It's pretty cool. And it, it's almost empty. <laughs> well, I've, I've had it for over two years, so actually probably three years. Um, but uh, another channel I watch, I don't know if you guys, but Chemical Spore, another cool YouTube channel. Have a good night, Kathy. Thanks for uh, joining. Tell Craig we said hello. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. Later, Kathy. Yeah, Walter Frederick said he had an unopened Snap-on 500 screwdriver set. Only made him one year unopened. That's what happens sometimes when you purchase those one-off items. I know I used to be super big into craftsmen. Uh, I had a Sears store that was literally like less than six blocks away from me. And then as things started to shift away from not being made in the USA, started not using the tools as much. And then they just kind of unfortunately sat there. And I don't know what it was, it was about the fact that, hey, I had this lifetime warranty and I could get the same tool replaced. The quality to me in my mind on some of the tools isn't the same. So I just stopped using them and unfortunately bought something different and I probably should have just used them until they broke and then started buying something different, but that's not what happened. And now I'm having a bunch of tools. <laughs> also, I need to do another shout out tonight. Uh, Twisted R right there. He's been starting to do some more stuff now that he's home, retired from being in the truck. So be sure to go check out his channel. All right. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, so you're talking about if your kids are passionate about something, just be supportive of that and kind of feel like the same way. Like, I'll definitely teach them what I know, but they can do whatever they want to do and yep. kind of try and help assist them, assist any way I can. But also, I want them like grabbing trade jobs as summer jobs or whatever, just so they have something to fall back onto. 
Yep, very nice. Looks like we got Bama Mudmower joining us tonight. Queener, how's it going? Yeah. Hi, Doug. You guys were mentioning the trades and things of that nature. I can tell you, Dewey and I did a live stream last night. We just obliterated a bunch of two by fours <laughs> and um, didn't get a chance to fully clean up after that stream. But I had my my son was out. Didn't even ask him. He was out with the shop back the next day, cleaning up stuff for dad and didn't get a chance to take down everything. But, you know, as much as we use those tools in the live stream, also get an opportunity to to work with the kids and uh they have school off all this next week due to uh the coronavirus and so we're definitely going to probably build something or, or at least give them all the power tools that they want and screws and see what they build nice very nice i would like to see y'all do a test in metal one of these days because that's a true test in a power tool <laughs> well, well you know i would have loved to have done that but you know when you collaborate, it's like you can only do so much. So, like, I might have a structural structural H beam, and Dewey won't have one. Or Neil might have something that I won't have. Or Craig's going to have the ability to cut and do something for metal that I won't be able to. So, it's like, well, you know, now you have that plasma cutter, and it's like I can't cut things that I'd like to. So it, it takes a, you know, like that, for instance, Dewey's like, you need to get a 10 pound weight so that you can put that on your sawzall so that, you know, we have the same constant force. And I'm like, dude, you must be richer than I, because that little dumbbell thing you got there is like $30 at target. I can't afford that. So I went over to Walmart and bought the $12 one. <laughs> That's probably the same one. I have the round, like old school. Is, is that the same person that has the $3,000 socket? No, that's his doppelganger. You got to buy where you want to, and right, right, where you want. I have to save some money in certain aspects <laughs> so that I can afford the other things that I want in life. I mean, how many of us have like a thousand dollar like cell phone running around in our pocket? that we're either making payments on or they have this layaway plan, whatever they call it nowadays. A lease. Yes, a lease. <laughs> that's what it is. And, and to me, it blows my mind that it's like the amount of money we're willing to spend on a phone, but uh, we won't get a nice Mother's Day gift for our own mom or we'll forget an anniversary gift for our wives. And I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I mean, it happens, you know. I, w I will say, I think tomorrow, I'm pretty sure tomorrow, Dewey did it not because of the coronavirus. We're going to have a tool battle. We have not decided on what yet. I don't know if anyone else would be willing to join, but it's going to be, you know, drill or probably impacts or something. We got a wooden but hammer. Entertainment. Drill. Get a half inch drill bit and just drill through a piece of quarter inch steel. Oh shoot! I've I've tried to do some of that and it's a lot of work. The thing that I'm starting to see is a lot of the newer uh, cordless drills will sense that catch. Yeah. And won't twist your arm off. 
Yeah, so that's interesting. The, I didn't know that, but Dewey pointed that out in the cobalt, and it actually, on the drill, it's the first one in my lineup that has that. Let me show you that feature. So if there's anybody that is just joining the stream, it isn't meant to be. But here's that new Cobalt XTR. And when it kicks, it automatically shuts off. And see, my finger's, oh, that's, still, that's nice. my finger's still on there. Yeah. I and can't so remember how many times in the past I've actually sprung my wrist from a drill or something. Yep. So I mean, it happened last night. Yeah, if Dewey's not wearing a, a wrist brace after last night, man, he was using the spader bit or the uh, the speed bore, and at the end there, man, it had a nice kick and about took his arm off. It stinks because you can't start small engines with them. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, that, that was really interesting to see on that one. And I think that's one one step that you know is a little bit more professional compared to what some of the other tool lines out there that you pick up for hundred bucks that's not going to have that. I have a a Makita SDS hammer drill, and so like if you're going through a, a cinder block wall or something, and it binds up, it'll shut itself off before you smack yourself in the face, you know. True. Oh, Dewey, there is one other thing that I wanted to mention. So on that hard case for the cobalt, if your drill, say you're using something fine, if it's out, if the chuck's out or fully extended, you can't close the case. You can't even get this to rest in there. Huh. And, you can't, and, you can't, and you can't have the battery on the tool and close the case as well. So they really made the case so specific for the tools that it really only goes in one way when it comes to this kit. When I gave you my two cents, I like that five-piece kit. The, I guess, I'm going to say it's Cobalt's version of the pack-out system. Yeah. I'm really interested. I've seen a few people post pictures. They're showing up in stores in California and a few other places. But I think I'm really interested in seeing how that system turns out. Yeah, it'll be interesting. There's a guy on uh, Instagram, Toolaholic. He shows a lot of that different types of pack out stuff. He does a lot of construction remodel type work. I, as far as I can tell from his Instagram page, but he has a lot of different tools that he tests on there. I have not watched that channel. I think I've seen a few of his videos. I have an older Black & Decker corded drill that will break your wrist. <laughs> yeah, they they used to make industrial tools. Um, yeah. And the air ones, too. Yeah, those got a lot of kick, too. That's where the impact drill really comes in. The impact drill driver, like that thing, mm -hmm. you know. That's kind of like what the, the impacts were made for, where you basically have all of your resistance coming through that centrifugal force with the hammers blowing so that the end user doesn't have to be the one applying the torque and physically exerting as much work and the tool doing all the work so you can do the same amount of work 10 times longer. 
So I like buying drill bits that I can use in my, my impact tool personally. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was really impressed with these uh, Speedboard Irwin bits. They've all got the quick connects. That's just really handy. I've pretty much not bought any drill bits that you have to use a rubber chuck. That's so, so Neil, just out of curiosity, which uh, which bore size do you typically use? Um, well, for the the Irwin speed bores, yeah, or just in general. Um, to be honest with you, I I more or less use hole saws for what I have to do. Um, if you notice the the three quarters is missing because i actually i i chewed it up you don't uh, have to say anymore but yeah usually it's the half five eighths and three quarters i've used the inch and a quarter a few times and the one inch a few times it looks like the seven eighths i've never used so <laughs> yeah i think the three quarters gets used a lot for yeah you can, you can pull you can pull two pairs of of Romex through there. Um, the one inch, you got a lot of extra room and play in there. I know I used my one inch for some conduit and a couple other things. And then, and then also a nice, um, I have a, I bought a nice drill bit set. It's also Irwin, but it, um, Hold out. yeah, it, and I'm, I mean, they look exactly like, a lot of the higher end drill bits. I, I guess they're, I think they're just rebranded. Are those cobalt or just high speed steel? I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't know, but they were, I mean, it was, it was darn near a hundred dollars for this set. Those might be cobalt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they've been holding up great. I mean, you know, is there, a model, is there a model number on that? Yeah, let me see if I could pull something off of here. We got um, maybe it's inside. If you don't, no big deal. I think it's a uh, would be G O five zero eight two. Yeah, we got the Irwin drill bit set, twenty nine piece. You can get it at Rural King for $81.99. Let's look at the Amazon one here. M35 Cobalt Steel. There you go. I, right. I can see a gold hue on the side of the... Yeah. I, yeah, I can... Yeah, uh, no, that's a pretty good set. Yeah, it's 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 been great. So Now, do you drill mostly wood with that? Um, yeah, m mostly wood. If you do, it should last a lifetime. Yeah, because it, this should be rated for like steel and stuff, right? Yeah, you're not going to see a difference between high speed and cobalt and wood. Right. But, you know, if I ever needed to. If you had to start drilling a lot of steel or even stainless steel, you'll see the life increase with the cobalt. Now, it depends on which version you bought. There's a... Uh, a B version, which has 8% cobalt, and there's a non-B version that has 5%. Either way, you're still going to never have any issues with yeah, wood. Yeah, not wood. <laughs> not at all.
I mean, every once in a while, I've used them for steel. That's why I bought it, you know, because I buy cheap drill bits, and they just they go bad real quick, uh, especially like Ryobi ones. And uh, I had bad with the Dewalt brand ones. And yeah, the Dewalt. The biggest problem with uh, drilling through steel is people drill too fast, mm -hmm. yeah. not by force, by RPM. That and a lot of people don't um, use like an oil when they're doing it. That's helpful, but again, RPM is the key. It, yeah, it's all about heat. Yep. Too much heat and the metal breaks down, dulls the edge, you're done. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, some of the milling, they're not definitely, they're not necessarily using an oil for a lubricant. They're using things to keep down uh, the heat. The heat and friction. It's all about, like I use water soluble coolant, which is about right. six to eight percent oil, and the rest is water. Yep. So it's not lubricant, it's all about cooling. Yep. But you're right, oil is a, if you want to drill through steel and you're using, you can use motor oil. Yep. I <laughs> Straight 30 in, a, in a, one of those oil cans. You can, you can even use old oil. You can, but it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't use enough, it stinks either which way. Yeah. I've used cooking oil. I don't doubt it, Brandon. Was old it, oil, right? <laughs> was, it, was it canola or olive? Vegetable. Oh, there you go. <laughs> or peanut? Do drill bits have an allergy to peanuts? <laughs> None that well, I've found so far. Gotta save that for the chicken wings. Yep. Definitely the good stuff. Well, Brandon, I want to say I really appreciate you having me on for our tool talk Saturday. I'm going to let you guys continue to hang out. I know, like I said, in Nebraska here, we had that snow. It's about 33 degrees here now in the garage. Um, I well outside, it's probably about 40 in here. I don't I don't have heat in here, and I know uh, the kids are all in bed. Stuff's starting to quiet down, and as much as I spend on tools, hunting for deals and things like that, I want to say I couldn't do any of my YouTube stuff, and I have to give a lot of props to my wife. And so as much time and effort that I spend into tools, you guys have to make sure that you save time for your significant others, your friends and family in life, so that you continue to do the things that you like to do and foster those relationships as well as hanging out with us and everybody else on YouTube. And we really just want to say thank you for that time. That being said, I'm going to go spend some time with my wife. And uh, really appreciate you guys all joining the Tool Talk Saturday live stream. Great advice, man. Nice to talk with you. You're with us again. So, Neil, I'm going to go spend some time with my wife. The two cents that I said is again, and you do this, and you do this very well. You get a good separation between your family and YouTube life. Yep. As much work that you do into YouTube, you got to spend that time with your family. Absolutely, man. So appreciate you guys all. Uh, if you didn't get me your address, make sure you get that to me by Sunday so that I can get your stickers to you in a timely manner. Cool. Have a good night, man. Have a good night. Thanks for joining. Craig, it was good uh, Good talking to you. I uh, look forward to seeing your address. Make sure I get a return address on there for you. Dewey, as always, appreciate it. Brandon, take care.
And as always, guys, work smarter, not harder. I'll catch you in the next YouTube video. Thank you. And then there were four. Those were very good advice words. Yeah, I'm trying to stay. I'm trying. I'm trying to back off on being on YouTube so much, and it's kind of hard. But I've been trying. It consumes so much of my life. I have to say shout out to my wife too. I spent all day at a tractor show. I was home for half an hour. I ate dinner. And I said, I'm going to the shop because I'm going to be on a live stream. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I shout out to my wife as well. Just it's awesome that she lets me do this. So, yep. I've been pretty much hanging out with my wife all day. She's probably got a uh, sinus infection. I keep messing with her. <laughs> Saying she's got corona and she's like, shut up. <laughs> no, we've been just kind of taking it easy today. She threw some uh, stuff into the crock pot, made a delicious meal, ate that, and was around for maybe five, ten minutes. It's like, all right, time to start getting ready for this stream. But big thanks to her for doing what she does, working two jobs. We got a three year old. That's a job in itself. Hell yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had my two-year-old nephew all day. Yeah, it's not not easy with the youngins, but it's no. a lot of fun. They're one hundred and ten percent all day long to the crash. <laughs> yeah, and some of them don't crash. I know one of my kids; they uh, they hate sleep, and mm -hmm. they need it. <laughs> but you can't teach that at a young age, so. So what's uh something y'all got? Y'all have any tools in mind coming out that's got your eye or anything like that? You know, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I know I need an impact gun, so I haven't really decided anything that's coming out right now that I actually want. I mentioned earlier I've got that ratcheting wrench set from Tekken. The one thing I'm finding is the box end ratchet is flat. And I had to put some bolts in a to hold a motor down the other night. And I wish I would have had the like the flex head version. So yeah. I may look at getting a set of those. Uh. I've been looking at um, Makita. Kind of want to try a little bit more of their cordless tools out. Um, I just I don't know. Delve around with some cobalt blue. <laughs> I don't know. I said Brandon that link earlier. I don't know if he's interested in that. To me, that for 112 bucks. You're basically buying a bare tool at that price. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go look and see if they uh, they got it because that'd be nice. The hard thing for me though is like 
I have Ryobi, and I know I know Co- Cobalt's a great brand, but I also know for me Ryobi's worked, and that the the bulkiness is about the same between the two brands. And I'm just looking for a good compact. Yeah, the Ryobi looks so much bigger out this way. They're huge. I mean, they're they're like look like this quiet strike impact. It's a nice impact, but it's like the, the form of it is just it looks like a battleship or something, you know? I mean they just like they engineered it to work. In terms of the handle and stuff, it you know feels fine for me. But it, it's a a fairly big. I mean, compared to the the Milwaukee Surge, which is the same thing, you can see the Quiet Strike is like what two and a half. Almost. Yeah. So that's that's the difference. Talking about that, uh, Nick. Uh... If y'all end up missing the rest of the stream, it'll be in podcast form tomorrow. So the link to the podcast is down in the description of this video. Um, BWS Electronic talked about the new XTR lineup. Uh, Give some insight on that. The XTR lineup should be out at the very beginning of May. Uh, It'll be in stores sooner than that, but full-blown launch will be the beginning of May. I, I might go take a look at them. I might even look at Craftsman. I don't know. But um, Polar Bear Ed, have a good night, man. Thank you for Bear joining Ed. us. See you tomorrow. You. Night, Ed. I want to shout out to Turnings by Turner. He subscribed to me on YouTube. It's a good, good guy there. Yeah. It's a good channel, too. Yep. I sent you a subscribe just a little bit ago. Oh, cool. Thank you. I'm way smaller than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, What's I just started this year, man. I, I'm a lot more active on Instagram, though, because that's a lot easier for me to snap a quick picture, a short video of what I'm working on or what I'm doing that day. Yeah, it is easier. That's why I post a lot there. Not as big as your Instagram, but I do post a lot on Instagram. Where's your Instagram at? Me? Yeah, how many followers you got on there? It's around 6,500. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Doing good there. I... That's where I put most of my energy for the last, I don't know, three or four years. Yeah. I've had a YouTube site uh, page since 2012. I just, we never did anything with it. And then it kind of got focused on doing the business stuff. And I was like, wait a minute, this is my channel. I'm going to do what I want. So I've been kind of doing my stuff a little more frequently lately. Hey, yeah. I mean, they're, they're two different beasts, you know getting into both YouTube and uh, Instagram. 
And yeah, Instagram is definitely good for like that quick update on what you're doing. Yeah. You can share to Twitter and Facebook and all that. That's one thing. And it just takes a little swipe of a button over there to share to other sites. Walter sent me a sub. Thank you. 6563 is the official number. Sefiel, I broke the mini tire changer doing small small tires from Harbor Freight. I broke it. That 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 screw in there is weak or something. It just bent right over. Zafiel's last statement's very true. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give them what they want. <laughs> no, that I mean I've seen like gotta show a little skin on Instagram. There's some girls on there. I'm like, how do you have 300,000 subscribers? Like, slim you have 10 pictures. <laughs> it's not slim pickings out there, you know? I mean. I don't know. <laughs> so, Dewey, what, what made you maybe this – you know, this this stream hasn't heard yet, but what made you invest in Cobalt? Go all in. Let's see. Kind of, I don't know, we'll pick a little, if y'all want to take a little history trip. Yeah. Kind of go over what got me to where I am today. Um, I got out of school in 2007, went and started working full-time at Sears Automotive. Started as just a basic lube tech. Um Back then, I mean, that's when kind of Craftsman had a decent lineup. It's not the bottom of the barrel times, but it's not the pinnacle of quality either. Yeah. So I started buying into Craftsman tools. I had, I think it was like a 270-piece tool set, anywhere standard wrenches, ratchet wrenches, and all that. Um, I just sold all of those tools about a month ago, and about five years ago, I bought my first cobalt tool set. Um, they had it was a 207 piece or something. Like it was somewhere around there. It was marked down to $50. It was 50% off. Um, had those. That was my first cobalt stuff other than buying a little plier set at Lowe's. And as I got out of automotive stuff, I went in about 2011 i got into apartment maintenance um stuck in that for a bit got out of the market or the industry went into the automotive uh industry again i started welding and working in the manufacturing plant uh had a little one it was like it's time to get a day job, get away from these nights and all that. And here I am back again in the apartment field. And when I did that, I was kind of wanting to get into social media a little bit. It was just something that interested me. And it was like, you know, there's nobody really representing Cobalt at all. And that really started the social media push for cobalt stuff and was about mid last year. And then about October, November, I started 
focusing a little more, kind of building up what I wanted to do. And January of this year, I just said, you know what, I'm just focusing on it, and I'm going to push uh, Cobalt Line because there's nobody on it. And I've been pretty pleased with the tools. Can't say anything bad about them. Um, before Cobalt, I had Rigid, had a bad experience with them, and just wasn't looking back. Yeah, um, I, I do know that uh, VCG Construction actually has tested Cobalt tools in the past, and they've been very impressed by mm -hmm. how they perform, um, although they will, where are they? They consider them DIY tools or professional tools. Yeah, they just did a video yesterday, I believe it was, and... They said Cobalt since the previous breakdown video they had, which was covering, oh, what was that? Impacts was the first one. And they ranked them as a DIY tool. And this one, they did make note that Cobalt is teetering on being considered a tool brand or pro tool now. And especially with this XTR lineup, they've got a lot of pro-grade uh, features built into it. The new Cirque has dust collection port built into it. So that's going to be something that's going to push them into pro-grade tools. That's a nice added feature for sure. And then some of the tools that's out right now, I'd say borderline pro and DIY. I've got the Microsaw. It's got dust collection. Board. Uh, the Sanders got a dust collection port. They've got their own uh, battery powered shop back. So it's kind of, they're expanding that lineup to really compete with Roby and Milwaukee and other larger tool brands. It's got a great selection. Yeah, for sure. They, they definitely have a, a nice lineup of tools. Um, I don't, you know, I don't, it's nice that they make those lists, but I, I just, I don't believe in them. I think if you can use them professionally, then they're professional mm -hmm. tools. As long as it lasts, gets the job done, that's what counts. And um, I, I, are they upping up their warranty, right? Or is it the same? But it's still a very good warranty. Yeah, there's a five-year tool warranty and then a three-year on the batteries. Which I'm pretty sure is what Milwaukee is. So, yeah, and I think that's really kind of the industry standard now is to push for a warranty within that uh, area for coverage. And it's, I don't think anybody's going to have issues, even with Cobalt. One of their greatest attributes to their lineup is price point of their batteries. Their battery uh, for the money is awesome. Twisted R, Stacy, uh, all the links to their channels are in the description of this live stream. I've yeah. had this ask a couple times now. I'll just say it out loud on here. I've, they want to know what my Instagram handle is. It's at CraigCamp77. Mm 
And if you want to see pictures from a tractor show today, that's what's on there right now. <laughs> I just signed. Yeah. There's a great picture, too. Thank you. Y'all let me know if this link works. I think it should. But there's my Instagram. Should be popping up in the chat here in just a second. And it looks like it will. Hey, can you uh, post Craig's too? Just yeah, go ahead and post that one again. Just a second here. My computer's too slow to do that stuff. I can't run the stream lab and uh, the stream yards and go to YouTube and other stuff. My computer's just too slow. What's up, Just Wrench It? Thanks for joining us, man. I Just Wrench It. He was the first one on YouTube to discover heart tools. Just Wrench It was. And now they already got one. They are, Now you're starting to see the heart tools already in the clearance aisle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who posted that? Was that... um? I did. There was a impact price of thirty dollars. Yeah. All right. Someone probably bought it and thought it was a drill. Probably. <laughs> Y'all double check this link. This is client graphics. It should work. Yeah, and if anyone's in here, if you go subscribe to Just Wrench It channel, he's got heart tool giveaways going on right now. Um, so you can click on his uh, thing there, sign up for his channel, and hop in on that giveaway. Done and done. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, Brad's workbench sent you free tools. Turnings by turning. That's awesome. Is not only subscribe to the channel, hit that bell for notifications. Yeah. That's supposed to help, I hear. Yeah. Have any of you guys got any negative comments? On YouTube? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I got my band hammer. <laughs> I also got some, a blue wrench, so. Yeah, pe people are going to hate you, so. got a blue wrench, too, so. <laughs> so just wrench it is interested. Check out my channel. I'm going to be dropping probably a video tomorrow on the Cobalt 24-volt shop bag. And I've got more coming up. Walter, you said that you're not seeing a lot of cobalt in your store. Check out my video from, what day was that, Wednesday or Thursday? I uh, did a store walkthrough. It was a real brief one. Um, I plan on doing some more of those and going more in depth and seeing how that goes. If you all like to see more selection and 
if you're interested in cobalt stuff, go on the app and do home delivery if you want to. Yeah. All right. Do you guys have any other uh, questions about any kind of precision machining? I don't know much about that stuff, so I don't know if you have something you might want to explain. I love watching YouTube videos on that stuff. It's interesting. It's definitely cool. I mean, like um, – for what you do, is there like one brand type of ma machines that you use, company? So let me make sure I'm. you're asking the question I'm going to answer the right way. All right. You have different brands of machines, like you guys use Cobalt or Ryobi or Rigid. So like behind me, I have a Haas machining center. So I personally like Haas because I think their controls are the easiest to use, very intuitive. And right next to it over here, I have a Fanuc controlled machine that they've been around forever and they work just fine. They're just not as, to me, they're not as user friendly. And are there, I guess they're big, big brand, like what would they be comparable to in the cordless lineup? So Haas would be your Richard or Milwaukee. Okay. And, you know, there are better machines out there, but it's price. It's, it's price and it's the user, right? I think a lot of people forget that. Zafael wants to know, how do I get affordable CNC machines? Auctions. <laughs> you know, I, I see stuff on Craigslist sometimes that were their old machines that they were good and they're good brands. The thing that scares me is if one of the boards goes out. I know we had an old mill at the place I used to work and it cost them about $15,000 to get the servo drive rebuilt. So, yeah, maybe the machine's only $3,500, but if anything goes wrong with it, yeah, you're done. Mm. So, I know a few hobbyists that they'll get, like, the little Harbor Freight mini, mill, mini mills, and they'll get the kits that turn them over into, like, little DIY CNC channels for hobby use. Yeah, you can buy a whole kit on Amazon that's got the power supply, the stepper drivers, stepper motors. Pretty expensive industry to get into there, right? It's very expensive, but it's right. You know, that's why also like client was asking about getting a socket adapter made earlier and he got a quote for $215 for a couple hours of work. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And you can go on Haas's website right now and see the price of this VF4 right here. They're about $105,000. So 
I have to make that spindle turn every day and it has to make a lot of money to pay that <laughs> investment off. So just like when you guys are using your cordless drill, it's I, granted it's a way different scale, but if you go spend $300 on the, a good cordless drill, you expect it to work and pay out. Yeah. Make you the, uh, yeah. All tools you want them to make money. Yeah. You know, these are just tools. It, they're just bigger. <laughs> Well, and then on top of that, you can't just run that stuff on standard 110, 220. Some of that stuff's three-phase. Yeah, my whole job is three-phase. I'm in an industrial complex here, and it's all three-phase. I will say, if you want to put a machine in your garage, though, and you need three-phase power, American Rotary makes the best phase converters. I've looked into one of those for a few things. If you want to get into woodworking, a lot of times you'll see industrial equipment at a discounted price because people are scared of the power. Well, I yeah, don't have three phase. I can't buy it. I see that a lot. Am I look for a miniature a mini lathe? Mini lathe. And you can actually yeah. buy American Rotary phase converters on Amazon. And they're not terribly expensive, neither. Don't quote me on this, but I want to say a five-horse phase converter is around seven or eight hundred dollars. Well, that's pretty cheap, but if you think about it, for something like that. Mm -hmm. So you know, if you could pick up a used bridge port <clears throat> for three thousand dollars, you know, it's an investment. It's a tool. Now, if you're a hobbyist, it's it becomes an expensive hobby, but yeah, really. Uh, that's when like, you move your bridge port and all, do you have a forklift or what do you use black iron pipe to move it around? Or? <laughs> so we have a forklift now since we moved into it. That was actually the first piece of equipment we bought when we moved into an industrial space. Um, it's a used one. It's an old heister from 82. Nice. It's, I think it's rated at like 3,300 pounds, but all our big machines like these here, we actually hire a rigging company to move it because we've actually moved our shop three times now as we've grown. The, mm -hmm. This is our second commercial space. It, it all started in my garage at one point. <laughs> that's awesome. But uh, yeah, and that's another thing that people get scared about. Well, I can't buy that because I can't move it. Well, if you're going to spend, you know, three or four thousand dollars on a piece of equipment right. to spend three or four hundred dollars to get it moved safely. That's the other thing is, yeah, my buddy's got a trailer. He can do it. <laughs> well, if anything happens. Oh, sorry, man. It's on you. Well, yeah, that's a whole my beer. <laughs> you just See, on my side. My dad has been a tow truck driver for 30 years, and he specialized in moving equipment, special pieces of equipment, expense equipment like that. So Yeah. Now, we just bought a manual lathe, and it was big and heavy, and we were able to get a flatbed tow truck. He pulled it right up on his deck. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I worked at a machine shop for a while building for them waiting on this maintenance job that I've got now. And we had a bridge port there that cooked and it's like 
<laughs> it was like, yeah, well, it's going to be down for a while, so we're going to have to buy another one. And them coming in, that was a good chore swapping that out. Yeah. Zafael has a couple questions. Um, the machines that I use are Hawes primarily. I do have a couple other brands, but Hawes primarily. And he also wants to know what's the difference between four axis, five axis, and six axis. What that means is how many axes your machine can move. So if you have a square block of something, a three-axis mill can come down in Z, it can mill in Y, and mill in X. Okay. When you get into fourth-axis work, now you can rotate your part and do things on the side of it, but you still have your same X, Y, and Z. When you get into fifth-axis, now not only can you rotate this way, you can also rotate this way. So you could turn that way and that and now you can do stuff on this side when you that's basically the max amount of axes you can have if you get into there are lathes that have more axes but what that's doing is you have multiple tools engaging the work at the same time but it still is doing the same axes I don't know that, if that helps or not. Yeah, no, it's just it's incredible. Like, um, you know, the the job you actually do and stuff. Like, it's it's very cool stuff. It's not something you get talk to someone that does that every day. Um, you know, so I love trade jobs. You know, people are out there doing this stuff. Well, the thing that I like about it is I get to create not only you know obviously i have customers that send me blueprints and say hey we need you know 10 of these parts but i get to create solutions for you know old equipment that's broke right um i have a video on my channel where i took an old military generator the carburetor is basically junk in it and i made it worse when i broke the float <laughs> but I found online that by changing the carburetor, you can change the horsepower from like six horsepower, what it's rated at, up to 20. Jeez. Mm -hmm. It's a flat four Wisconsin. Um, Stephen Cox had one on his channel as well. But uh, I machined a custom intake manifold on this machine here and put a uh, Kohler carburetor on it and now it runs really good. <laughs> I, I actually handed out earplugs to my neighbors at the engine show today. <laughs> that straight pipes on it. <laughs> I just, Here, you're going to want these in a few minutes because you're going to get hard, tired of hearing me. I was wearing them. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of times with small engines, you'll see that it's mostly the same block. And the only thing that changes mm -hmm. for the horse fire is pretty much the carburetor setup. Other than that, nothing changes. I'll tell you, uh, Brandy, you may know Redbeard's Garage. Yeah. He does go-karts and all. He's actually here in Tennessee. He's about an hour and a half away from me. But he did something pretty cool to one that he's working on. It's a go-kart. He's got a old AMR 500 
it was used as a uh, smog pump, but it also can be used on Volkswagens, old Beetles as a supercharger to cram more air in. And he's doing that build here lately, and that's pretty interesting. Basically, as long as you can control that field of air mixture and the internals hold up, you can make as much power as you want. The key thing yeah, there, right. as long as the internals hold up. <laughs> that's why yeah. I threw that in there. Yeah, that's been a debate in the small engine world forever. Can you really supercharge a small engine? Some say you can, some say you can't. So, Man, you can take a Honda Clone 212 Predator, uh, Duramax. There's a lot of them now that are them Honda Clones, and they've got little superchargers that you can put on them. You can put nitrous on them. <laughs> it's ridiculous what you can do to any small engines now. Yeah, a lot of those kits, uh, people say they're actually, they're pretty much there for just cosmetics. They actually don't work. I mean, the nitrogen is, it's just a little, it comes in CO2 bottles. Like the CO2, like mm -hmm. you get a pellet gun, you just put those in there and and you just shoot the nitrogen. It, it hooks directly into the uh, uh, intake manifold. So, dude, do you work on any engines at all, or are you just primarily in the maintenance stuff? Um, I used to work on building car motors. Uh, I've got a 1990 Toyota pickup. I built the motor on it. I'm debating. I've got a 03 Holly Softail that needs motor work. Now, I'm on the decision point of do I want to even try and tackle that because they use – specialized tools that I have to order or borrow, something like that. So I may start working on that or never know. I, the Toyota truck I've got, I want to actually take that four-cylinder out and put a 351 Windsor in it and do a motor swap. There you go. I know this is tool talk. I'm steering it towards engines, but <laughs> if you have eight sets of wrenches, what do you do with eight sets of wrenches? What do you exactly. work on with them? <laughs> VC Construction in the house. Yeah, what's, what's up? What's going on, VCG? Is that Vince behind there? Hopefully. You know, 100 BCG, 100%, I don't know the science behind the whole nitrogen. I've never been into the performance end of engines. I've always been on restoring and fixing, but never got into the point of uh, the science of the performance end. So as far as I know, uh, you can use methanol, and it enriches the fuel mixture. Um, nitrous oxide you can use it's nitrogen and oxygen so it's kind of its own fuel that goes on top of your current fuel mixture to give you a brief uh, increase in performance but to do that you need to open up your air and your exhaust too because it's got to breathe so you can richen it but you're going to have to make it breathe a little bit more 
That's why with the stage one kit, you get a for like a two twelve. You get you get the jet, but you also get an open header and then a a cone filter, which is more open than a stock air filter. Mm-hmm. And Makuni makes a lot of good aftermarket carburetors for small engines. Oh yeah, the slide, but that's when you want to get into. You're gonna to have to put in better uh, valve springs. Try to put in the stronger valve springs because you'll float a valve. Oh yeah, go double valve springs or honeycomb style. And if you're gonna do that, you might as well take the head off and pour it. You know, do mm -hmm. all the fancy stuff. If you're gonna go that far into it. Factory slag is pretty rough on standard cast motors. Yeah. Somebody was saying the other day that the rate of your speed is proportional to the depth of your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Ed. Yeah. And it's true. So what else you guys got going on this weekend? I think we're going to do a tool battle tomorrow, do we? Right? Yeah, I'm game for it. We just got to figure out a time. But I got a few things early in the morning till around lunchtime, and I think we'll be able to make it work. Yeah, we'll just do a couple couple uh, little entertainment for the coronavirus epidemic <laughs> going on. Pandemic, epidemic. Whatever you want to call it. Mask. Mask on and do the thumbnail. <laughs> there yep. you go. There you go. Right there. <laughs> I just want to also say what's up. This guy's garage. Sloss and Lawn Care, how's it going? Thank you for joining us. Okay. Oh, BCG's going to Lowe's. First of all, I will say this. You can tell a lot of contractors don't shop at Lowe's because it's one of the cleanest stores I've ever been in compared to Home Depot. Toilet paper sanding test. <laughs> <laughs> I have a shower, so I'm good on toilet paper. I don't, you know. <laughs> I just want to say something. Uh, VCG Construction did a Home Depot tour earlier. Yep. They was talking about the bidets. So <laughs> I'm curious if the sales in bidets is spiked or they sold out as much as toilet paper or what's going on with that? Well, you know, now they make, like, all those fancy toilet seats. I have a couple of friends that have, like, toilet seats that wash, wash your ass and play music and light up and they <laughs> heat up and heat down. And, you know, it's, it's just it's, – it's but – And they're about that $40 point. Apparently, sales have, have spiked, so. And, and like I said earlier, and I'll say it again, if you go to Home Depot, all the 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 natural soaps and stuff, every single one's still on the shelves. No one's buying it now. They buy it whenever there's nothing going on. But this comes on, they want to see antibacterial. But I will say, just buy soap. 
wash your hands frequently, and you should be all right to go. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, guys, I've got to run. All right, man. Uh, client said I've got to go home and spend some time with my wife because I'm going to be at the tractor show again all day tomorrow. Awesome. <laughs> so, thank you guys very much for letting me come on and chat with you for a little bit. It's nice to meet you. I enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Y'all have, have a good one. Peace. All right. Later. Later. Back to the three amigos. Three amigos. And this is how it always usually ends. <laughs> it's usually three of us. <laughs> just getting on her. That, that or like it might just be me drinking a beer and talking. <laughs> like Brandon just leaves. He's like, all right, take over. Yep. I'm gone. I'll see you <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, lots of awesome, awesome people on tonight. Client, yeah. You know what? Fuck, I forgot to say it. Client Graphics hit 20,000 subscribers. Oh, yeah, I forgot to yeah. say it. I was going to announce that the first yeah. Right now, I just want to say congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I listen to the podcast later, so. There you go. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm a little jelly. For as long as his channel's been around, his channel's boomed. Oh, I, when um, – so if you guys follow Junk from Work, he gave uh, me a shout-out one time, and he gave Client Graphics a shout-out one time. And Client Graphics, I believe, was at like 600-some subscribers. Yeah, I think that's where he was when I met him. When and I met him. That was now, like a year ago. Yeah, now he's at 20,000. So yeah. uh, congratulations. That's awesome. Um, Brandon wakes up in the morning and Neil is still streaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened, you know? I mean, but no, that that's a heck of an accomplishment. Just like uh, I think VCG Construction is knocking on the door of 200,000. Yeah. So, um, you know, some people care, some don't, but it is, it's, it's a tough go on, on the YouTubes. Not a lot of people know that. And, uh, so definitely congratulations to all that are succeeding. Yeah. And this, this guy's garage just hit 500. I think he might be at like 520 now. Awesome. So you know, I'll be fucking 200. You hit 200? I'll be there pretty soon. Think oh, right. Close to 180. Nice, man. Nice. I said this not too long ago. I really don't care about ever getting to the point of monetizing. I just want to know people's watching my stuff. I do this for people to watch. So, Well, that, that's, how, that's, you know, how, how you know. You just keep rolling with it. And, like, yeah. I keep getting positive feedback. So, I keep going with it. I enjoy doing it. And, um. I did just buy that expensive camera, that new GoPro. Yeah. You know where mom's at. Got an old GoPro Hero 3 Black Edition. I got the three, and I got the five, and now I got the seven. 
I should have just got the eight because it ain't much more, really. I want a session just because of the size. Yeah. I ha I have a pretty decent video of um. You know, I'll just I'll give you the the cliff notes, but it's about. Walmart and Heart Tools. I don't think Heart Tools is all that. I like HyperTuff, and I bought some newer HyperTuff stuff that I'm going to be trying out along with their old. And um, I'm, I'm having a little trouble uploading the video. But uh, once I do, it will be pretty good. You know, I mean, if Heart Tools, they offer like nothing. I haven't seen a battery yet with a battery indicator on it. You know, I mean, it, it's a weird brand. And I love Ryobi, too. But I, I don't get heart tools. I don't. I'll tell you, last night, me and Chris, we did that stream. And I don't know if you saw it, but we went to run the lag screws. He snapped that heart like it was nothing. <laughs> it's like, all righty then. And I was using a Warrior one over here. And it held up just fine. I mean, them Warrior ones were like, what, two, three bucks, something like that? I don't know, but Heart, heart Tools is not. They, they have yet to impress me. Yeah. They just look cheap to me anyway. This the look of them. Like I said, the heart of Walmart is hard. <laughs> we'll see. It's all cheap. <laughs> it's all about making the bottom dollar. Well, that's the weird thing. Like I kind, I kind of think when they had Black and Decker and stuff, um, um, like it, it just made more sense. Like I'll be honest, I've, I've ran. 20 volt black and deckers um, doing decking projects and just different projects and they held up fine for homeowner use um, part they just they haven't even their brush like you watch VCG constructions heart battles mm -hmm. they just don't do well at all they don't they just they don't compare to the competition. You know, and like I know I understand a lot of people think Ryobi is cheap. There's a lot of great things about Ryobi. They they stuck with the same battery lineup. Their tools last some professionals. That's the other thing too, is like when you watch YouTube videos, you have to understand that uh, different people do different things, right? So you got to take into account what they do on a day-to-day -day basis and and what you do and apply that. But like Ryobi, you know, I bought into them. I, I was going to buy Craftsman. I guess it was the 19.2-volt lineup they had. But it was expensive back then. So I just I went with the Ryobi, and they've held up good. I switched over to Milwaukee. I like the 12 volts, but I've been having a lot of issues with the batteries on the 18 volts and 12 volts. I never had an issue with Ryobi, and that's just my personal 
experience. So at work, I went back to the Ryobi, and Ryobi makes like I have I have the uh, sink auger, which has run awesome. Um, I have the heat gun, which is awesome. I have their cordless uh, planer, which is awesome. So they have, they make some good special. They're like the the test subject for Milwaukee, you know. But like I said, I bought the Quiet Strike to take into work and start using full time. But if if you compare it to the uh, look at the the size difference to the Surge, the M18. Now I have the 12 volt surge, which actually is the same footprint as as the 18 volt minus the battery platform. I don't know; it's all confusing. I'm still learning. So, talking about that planer, uh, you know, I was I, I don't do a maintenance, but you know, I did that remodel one time. What do y'all like to use on doors? A belt sander or one of those planers? Planer. Yeah, planer all day long. So you can adjust on a planer how much you want to take off, and you can do a consistent uh, shave off of it from wherever you need to. Yeah, we picked up a cheap. We just picked up a cheap Harbor Freight belt center just to get that one job done, and it did seem like it took forever. But it mm -hmm. was just like so much that you didn't want to take a a saw to it because it was just very small amount that had to be taken off. Yeah, usually it's like a sixteenth of an inch to an eighth of an inch that they're out. Sometimes you don't even have to shave much. You can kind of mess with the door jams. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah, I mean, uh, Twisted R said the Ryby tools, he runs them hard. They, they do. They take a beating. You can run them hard. Um, the, on In terms of doors, it, it all really depends on – on like how they're out sometimes you might just get one spot so you could take like i'll take a random orbit sander and sand that one spot down and then you're good other times it's it's a bunch of spots on the door going down so you take that planer and you, you just run it it works great um and we also have um metal doors on some apartments and then you gotta take the angle grinder with the, uh, you know, you get a flap disc or something, just basically take off the paint, sand, sand down the metal a little bit, repaint yeah. it, and, and then you're good to go. But Ryobi has, like VCG just says, has a huge platform. And I haven't got into it yet, but like the, the cordless outdoor tools yeah, are, are pretty big with Ryobi too. too. I know a lot of people are like the the brushless uh, lawnmower and and stuff like that. So, and I have their little their little torpedo heater, eighteen volt that you could hook up propane, which is nice, you know. Yeah, I'll tell it something. Uh, VCG Construction posted a video earlier on the skill oscillating multi tool. And all I can see is sitting there looking at it. I'm like, hey, that's the, that's Cobalt. Because Skills made by Siobhan, and that's who builds the tools for uh, Cobalt. And it's got, and he cut touch base on this, how you can use closed-in bits on that. 
just by twisting and popping it off. But uh, a multi-tool is a good tool to use on the side of doors, too, because you have control of your speed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, to be honest with you, the best cordless oscillating multi-tool I've ever used, in my opinion, was the 12-volt rigid. The, the battery life and just ha how it worked was absolutely awesome. I almost picked up the DeWalt one when they had it out on sale at Christmas time. I didn't because I don't use one enough to justify the buy. They're nice. Uh, I, even, uh, even the Craftsman uh, one. Has a has a quick change, pretty simple, you know. Or if if you want to buy a corded one, the Black and Decker makes an inexpensive uh, quick change corded one. Has anyone on here tried the Restore? I've been wanting to get one of those. Those look cool. What's that? So it's pretty much like a big drum type sander and it could do wood metal it's pretty awesome if you look up the videos this one guy made them and it's just rebranded on like craftsman has one i think uh porter cable was the first one to rebrand it they're pretty cool once you watch the videos on them they work faster than a normal sander on removing like finish or rust or anything I, uh, Walter Frederick said, I have the multi-tool, the Fiend Multi-Master. I have the cordless Fiend Multi-Master. Uh, the bits are not cheap, but it uh, it is an unbelievable tool. Absolutely. So touch back on what Brandon was talking about, that Restore, I've actually seen one. Uh, I follow a couple woodworking channels and stuff like that, and... Some y'all may know I've been doing a lot of that uh, Suki Bond, however you say it, burning. And some people will do that and use that style of a sander to cover area quicker than just a standard horrible sander or hand sanding. And they ain't too, too expensive really either if you think about it for something like that. Yeah, that Porter Cable one's a decent price. Yeah. The, I, I, you know, the skill, the 12-volt lineup they came out with and stuff, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. I, underrated, you know, my opinion. And I'll show that if VCG construction is still in here. Uh, it's got the same um, adjustable lever, switches up top, the front headlight. It's got... Uh, six marked uh, speed settings and what was the voltage on that skill? I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was like 12 volt, 9 or 12 and this is 24 volt. Yeah, but and I'll just I'll point this out that, like that probably is a boss at a lot of things 
but the way the battery sticks out the end mm -hmm. like that, it limits your ability to get into some spaces that you might have to get into. Yeah, and I think that's one thing like where the skill battery packs a lot more compact. Uh, or or if cobalt made that so the battery slides in like like on the on the ass end if they made it all flat. Yeah. You know? They did that with their uh ratchet. And right. a lot of people complained about that, but it's like you can't win for losing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. And one thing I'm really stoked about, I don't know if actually I know been uh, VCG construction seen it. Cobalt has leaked out photos of a 24 volt router that I'm pretty interested in checking out. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Ryobi might have had the first cordless router. If not, it was either them or DeWalt. But I have the the uh, the Ryobi cordless one. It, it's it's worked great, you know, doing um, hinges on doors and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, Ryobi's uh, nailer guns are. I, I see a lot of professional carpenters that they use Ryobi nail guns because they work the best. Uh, but yeah. I also saw Cobalt has a Brad Nailer, right? Coming out or is out? Uh, I, I've not got any solid photos, but I've got rumor of a Nailer coming out. Um, hopefully it makes out to be one of the ones that is true, because that there I know is a very highly anticipated tool to come out for the Cobalt lineup. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um Ridges wasn't too bad, but I, I I still like the the Ryobi one. But those are definitely hand because you know I do a lot of trim work at work, so yeah. I'll tell you something. Uh, and he's actually someone jumped from work. He did a video a while back taking, uh, what was it, the Walt battery, I think. Yeah, and bought a M12, I think it's what it was, uh, soldering iron yep. set up and did it. And I saw him post something about that last week, and I messaged him and was like, dude, I need to do this because if I need, say, it's some kind of board in an air handler that just needs a little resoldering on the end or something I can do, that'd be handy instead of having to run an extension cord and all that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, doesn't Ryobi have a soldering iron? I'm pretty sure they have a cordless soldering iron, yes. All right, I just want to say uh, later, VCG Construction. And later, man. Walter Frederick, thank you for showing up tonight. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. I'm going to head to the men's room real quick. Right on. Let's see.
this guy's garage. Do you have an Instagram by chance? If you do add me, it's Dewey underscore did it. I'd like to talk to you about a few things. Walter, if you're still in here, same. There's a few things that I'd like to chat with you all about. Yeah, cordless soldering iron being handy. I do a lot of soldering work on uh, mowers. Yeah, that and I, there's something I actually want to talk to you about. The um, jumper box. What brand jumper box is that you was using? That's a Cornwell, but I like that. Uh, what's that? Jump and carry. I like that brand. Okay. I think you can get one. It's about a hundred dollars on Amazon, but they're they're great. But the one I, I was like was a Cornwell. I like some of Cornwell's stuff, but some of their stuff's just like pricey. Unless if you buy it on sale, then it gets to a decent price range. Yeah, I bought my, that one at Pawn Shop for 50 bucks. Um, this guy's garage, I'll send that my email down. Just a second. I think you still got us on mute. No, I'm here. Oh. <laughs> I turned it off. Is someone joining us? I don't know. Who would probably want to? No one said they wanted to join us. This guy's garage? Yeah, let's. This guy's garage. You want to come join? Yeah, yeah let's hop on out. So, Brandon, what kind of impact are you, do you want to get into? You know, I thought about just getting the DeWalt impact because I already got the DeWalt batteries. But then again, I need to upgrade my batteries. They're too small. I mean, it lasts all day on my impact driver, but on my drill, I run through this little battery quick. So, I need to get the bigger batteries for it. Was it the 1.5 amp hour? Yeah, the ones that comes with the packs. Every company does that too. Yeah, it's a plasma cutter. It's an awesome plasma cutter, also. Yeah, for the money, I can't believe how good it did. I couldn't. Eat, you know, it was awesome too. Like, I watch, um, I watch Wrangler Star, and he does a lot of cheap. The day before I got that. I know. Yeah, I saw it, but I didn't even watch this because I was like, I watch BS, so I got, I, I'm good, you know? Here, uh, uh, this guy's garage said, send him a, a link. He'll try with his phone. Okay. <laughs> 
I know some of my viewers are probably mad because they ain't been doing more small engine videos. But you know, every now and then I tire out from small engines. So I try to keep up, just kind of do a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. <clears throat> I got the slowest computer. I really got to upgrade. I upgraded my camera. Now I need to upgrade my computer. <laughs> I, I, I'd agree, like, Wrangler Star going downhill I but you know like the same thing with Wrangler stars he's pretty honest about himself and yeah he's a little bullish on a lot of things he does but like I I, I kind of respect that appreciate it you know um so I enjoy it it, it, it it's entertainment that's that's what his channel is so i i can appreciate it do you do you want to run cobalt against like milwaukee tomorrow yeah that's i'll tell you bcg construction did some head-to-heads or ttrs on some of it and it seemed like the closest competitors was like DeWalt and Milwaukee was pretty close on those. I mean, I can I could definitely run a, a Milwaukee. We could do, um, and I, I think instead of presetting them, we'll just we'll run it. So it's a little more like a little more like a sport competition. You know what I mean, like. If you're gonna sink five screws, you gotta keep them in your hand. And just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I'll probably lose, but <laughs> I don't know, man. I was pulling fingers yesterday. I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn on some of them screws. It happens, man. You know. But as you go in, like I, I used to do uh, live streams with the kid I worked with on tool battles, and it was fun with the tools, but like at the same time, it was fun going head to head with him, you know, just to just to keep your um, your wits about you, I guess you could say. Yeah. I have now. What uh, battery packs do you have? Batteries. Yeah. For the Milwaukee. So I've got two amp hour, one point five, and four amp hours. I can do – maybe we'll have to roll with two. I might, I might have a five, but I have some threes, and I have twos. That five would be interesting, interesting to see how going from the two to a five and then compare it to a cobalt swarm. Yeah, or I mean, we could use these. I I'd be like, I'm not big on the the battery output, but I could use these um high output threes against the four. We could try that. You know, uh, what's the watt hour on those? Uh, 
What's that? The watt hour on that three, what is it? Because I've got 96 watt hours on these four amp hours. Uh, 54 watt hours. I've got 48 on my two amps. What's on the, the four amps? The four amps is 96. Well, let's do the four amps versus the three amps. All right. <clears throat> okay, the link's set. Or, I mean, do you have any brushed cobalt? I do. Well, I don't know if it came in today. I'd have to work on it if I did. Do you have any? I had a follower that has an old brushed, uh, what size is it? I can't remember. It's before the 24-volt lineup. It may be the 20-volt that she had. She sent it in. The chuck was messed up. I was like, you know what? Send it to me. I'll crack it open, try and fix it, whatever. So... You want to see some weird fuckery? Read the bottom of, of, of this if, if it... Is it focused there? Uh. It says cells made in Korea or Malaysia with additional processing in China. Huh. <laughs> So they don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, it's it's made, it's produced. <laughs> it, it could be from here or there or anywhere. Exactly. Amos Cardoza got six guinea hens yesterday. Dude, I yeah. miss my guineas. <laughs> you will never have kids. <laughs> you won't have to worry about right, Lyme disease. <laughs> If you got Corona, you just got one of the two. Yeah, exactly, right? I gave my dog a bath today. <laughs> we got takes out the wazoo here. So. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen really many using this part or uh takes in this part of texas but we will have a bad problem with sand fleas and even that expensive stuff you get for them it'll only work for like a week and then they have fleas again yeah um at is ryobi going to come out with the higher output batteries like some of the other lines i do know they have um they've worked with uh, Hewitt Packard uh, makes batteries for them. Uh, they're high capacity ones. And I believe they come in 3, 6, 9, and 12. So they do have up to uh, 12 amp hours um, by HP, uh, which, as, as far as I'm concerned, is the highest uh, amp hour you can get on the market right now. 
uh, in terms of cordless, like cordless tools, I do realize like uh, garden tools and stuff are 40 um, yeah, <laughs> volt and, and bigger, but uh, what about co cobalt? What's the biggest battery they make? So cobalt has three classes of batteries. They've got the 24 volt, the 40 volt, and the 80 volt. I know in the 40 and 80, I think it's like two, three amp, maybe a four or five. Uh, I've not really bought into any of those lines yet. I don't have a lawn to take care of. So really it's kind of in the dreams book if I get a house and all. But as far as the 24 volt lineup, they've had a 1.5, a 2-amp, a 4-amp, a 6-amp, and there's talk of a 9 or a 10-amp-hour battery pack coming out this year. All right. I've seen pictures of a 9, but with the new battery change with the 4-amp-hour ultimate output that's in the XTR lineup, I think they'll push that envelope to that 10-amp-hour because they're adding an additional sale into the pack. All right. And then uh, turnings by Turner, anyone doing any testing on cheap knockoff Ryobi batteries on Amazon, you can check out. There's a channel called Making Stuff and Breaking Stuff with uh, Al. He did some knockoffs. And I actually – I. If I remember the brand, I'll go on my Amazon and check out what I bought. But I bought um, some 3-amp-hour knockoff Ryobi batteries, and I ran them for a couple of years, and they worked, they worked really well. So I'll send you a link to those. Um, and Zaphiel says, I'm pretty sure Ryobi doesn't have – no, they, they definitely – I'm almost positive they have 12-amp-hour batteries. So Project Farm, I think it was DeWalt battery packs that he was looking at. He bought some knockoff batteries and did a comparison, rundown tests, temperature tests, and all that about, I think it was two or three weeks ago. Uh, that was pretty interesting to see how the authentic batteries compared to knockoffs and price point, and then he broke down what's the better value and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And all right. So I'm seeing nine amp hour from Ryobi. Okay. My bad. Dewalt has a 12 amp hour. Ryobi HP has a six and nine. <sighs> and I this never guy's right. Do not get the link for StreamYard. Look again. So, but I mean, nine amp hour is pretty decent, you know. Yeah. Really, to me, a six amp hour does a lot of the workload that we've got in our twenty-ish volt tools out now. I agree with that, and actually, to be honest with you, I use a lot of three amp hour. Mm -hmm. uh, even 2 amp or 4 amp just depending but uh, Amos Cardoza says Ego makes the best battery and I'm 
pretty I'm almost positive that Ego makes the batteries for the skill cordless lineup. I think Ego makes it's all parent company by Siobhan, which is skill, right. uh Cobalt. A lot of those share a lot of stuff. I know Cobalt uses Samsung sales. And really in the market, I think Samsung sales dominate with Milwaukee and others. Yeah, and actually, uh, Turner's by Turning, um, I believe the brand I bought was Powerling. I'll double check right now in my previous orders um, real quick. Uh, Ryobi Batteries. Hey, this guy's garage. Check your uh, spam folder just in case. He got it. Okay. Uh, oh, Power Extra. So I bought... I'll try and show it on the screen if it comes up. We'll see. These were the batteries. It's Power Extra. And they're three amp hour batteries, and for me, they work pretty good. They didn't screw up the tools um, or anything like that. So uh, it's for for the price too. I think it was uh, so two three amp hour batteries for thirty six ninety nine, and they have battery indicator lights. So. Touching on batteries, I say within the next two years, lithium ions going to be dropped down to the tier where nickel metal hydride is. I see um, graphene dominating the market. Um, yeah, I, can, I can see that for sure. I know I've heard talk of Tesla. Um, who was it? I think it was Bill Gates, maybe. So had invested into the technology. And I think within a couple of years, we'll be seeing a lot lighter, smaller, compact batteries that are dishing out almost double or triple the power of what we have currently. Yeah, I mean, the uh, it's amazing how well lithium ion does, you know. Compared mm -hmm. to the, the NICAD was just, um, is <laughs> no good. Joe Smith in the house. What's going on? Look tacos, Joe. Look at tacos. I'm totally down. <laughs> so I'll show you something, man. This was mentioned today, I think it was. I was talking to somebody about it, and I made a video on the shop back of kind of some of the th differences why the tool manufacturers would choose to use a brush motor over a brushless. And I'll play around with RC cars. But yeah. this motor right here is a Castle Creations. And this thing dishes out, you can actually see it, 100,000 RPMs. 
And I'd like to take and see what one of these would do inside of a drill. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Supercharged drill. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday wishes. Joe, have you heard anything about when I may be able to join in on a uh, midnight show? After. I was one of his first guests. Yep. Yeah, you were. That was a good job, too. I need to listen to that one he had last night. I need to catch up on that. Me and Dale chit chat every once in a while. And yeah, Dale Lucid. Yeah. Yeah, Walmart. The hard tools just don't do anything for me. People say cobalt looks cheap. I think they got a uh, no, <laughs> whenever art came out. Nothing can look as cheap as hard. That stuff just it just cheap plastic just has a look to it. What's that um, cheap brand at Harbor Freight? Not Bowers below it. I can't remember. Warrior. Warrior. Or Warrior, yeah. And they got the Drill Master. That's some really low quality stuff. Man, when you pay $20 for a drill and battery and charger. Yeah, what do you expect? Right. I mean, you're looking at nickel, metal hot, not nickel, cadmium. Uh, I mean, you're not getting much technology in there. You're not getting that good of a quality of a motor. Your gearbox has probably got plastic gears in it. You're definitely getting a plastic chuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, all DeWalt tools are plastic chocks, you know? Yeah. Now, that's one thing I like about the Cobalt is there's are the metal Jacobs chucks. Yeah. Um, supposedly, the Cobalt right-angle drill that's coming out, the first pictures I saw of it was with a plastic chuck. If it was me to get